Celebration time, baby. <laughs> oh, Brandon, he had a gambling problem. You remember? Right? An addiction. Addiction, yeah. I said pick some winners, loser. <laughs> Should have been getting inside information from Vince Howard's dad. <laughs> oh, so speaking of winners, AJ, you got an announcement for us. Yeah, we were the number one. Who, sp- who was? Pregames.com's RJ Bell's dream preview. This pod. This pod that you're about to hear, number one sports pod on Apple Podcasts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was this weekend? Yes. So Bill Simmons, where was uh, he at? Third. He was third. Yeah. yeah. We're in a battle right now with Bill. We're battling? We're in a battle. I like Bill. He hired me at Grantland. He I'm just right. saying. like we're, we're going. Now, I won't do anything against Bill. He's the enemy. No, he's not. He's a friend. Not a friend of mine, necessarily, but a friend of the, the sports fan. But if someone had to choose between our podcast and his, who would you tell him to pick? Oh, well, if they're looking for NBA insight, I'd say his. But if they're looking to bet NBA, I'd say us. Okay. But if they want to know about the goings-ons in the league, or they want to hear, like, tension between Rosillo and Simmons, oh, my God, that's tension. Mm. What is that about? I don't know. Apparently, Rosillo's at least the reports are he's making 750 Maybe if he's it, not making enough. If it's a Rosillo thing, I'm guessing it's, it's ego-related. You think? Yeah. You don't like him or James Harden or the Texans? Anyone else on the shit list? No you one think, I can think of now. You think now that you were part of the number one pod this weekend that maybe you can start liking more people? I can lighten up a little. I, I'm not going to start liking maybe, Bill Simmons. Maybe that's why you he's got the enemy to me. Why? Because he's on the list. He's on the list with us. Well, what happens in a couple months where we're back at like number forty and and he's still at number one? I got to look at him as the enemy to try to get, catch up with him. Maybe if you somehow beat him up and put him in a rear naked choke and then he couldn't talk. It's a fantastic idea, actually. No, violence is never the answer. Violence is often the answer. <laughs> Rarely the answer. <laughs> Rarely. So Johnny had a karate thing. What was that about? So martial arts at the Quickly, Westgate please. and several different <laughs> events, and, and Johnny actually placed first in one of them. No, I wait. couldn't believe it. So the shit out of some kid. No, see, that was, was interesting. I said... Tell him to sweep the leg. And then you said, <laughs> and then you said it's ceremonial. What does that mean? So you're like holding like the, a spear or holding nunchucks or you're having a form that's but an animal. That's you're not actually fighting somebody. Part of it is a spear, though. Like a spear to like spear that someone. You could yeah. stab someone with. Yes. They're saying no violence, but let's give them a spear. I tell you, it, it's dangerous watching these kids practice and they're like, I'd be all these weapons are kids, flying yeah. around. But Master Black has my had my little boy ready to go and he won a little gold medal. So. See what happens when you watch Cobra Kai? Does he watch Cobra Kai? Loves Cobra Kai. Who does he root for? Johnny Lawrence, all-American hero. Hmm. Still living he was, in the 80s. Wasn't he the one that swept the leg? Yeah. Is he? Has he lived that down? No. Okay. So we're number one. Who else was on the list? Uh, Barstool had it. Maybe pull up the image. Bar, Barstool had one, mm-hmm. and Dan Lebitard was fourth. So I accept that. I accept that. Now... Obviously, there's been a confluence of events, and we surged. And let's give some thanks, because we started working with a company that has helped us in this regard. Yep, Gemini 13, our advertising partners. Now, they were part of what? Uh, The the principal was there. They were something else, weren't they, before? Yes, Cadence 13. Yeah, which is kind of was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now they're now part of a larger company. uh, Now they're saying round two, baby, round two. Mm -hmm. They're keeping the thirteen. Now, gambling podcasts in 13, you know, I, I'm fine with it, but a lot of people are superstitious. What do you think, Fez? Tris, Triscadescophobia. 
Hmm. Do you ever go on floor 13? If it exists. In Ooh. Vegas, they don't exist. Exactly. When I worked in Two Penn Plaza, there was no 13th floor. I got to say, I like this. I'm looking at the image. I'm going to tweet this out. It has number one, RJ Bell's dream preview. Number two, pardon my take. I haven't heard of that. That's the Barstool one. Barstool one. I have. All right. <laughs> Bill Simmons. Listen, be happy with a bronze. And then Dan Levitard. I think Levitard just sold, though, for like a half a billion or something, didn't he? We that was a while that. ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say a while. I think he's fine, actually. Although I would rather pe- be although I will say the people that did buy Levitard are hopping on board to advertise with us soon. So all right. Well, what I would say is this: I would say Levitard. I would rather be Levitard with half a bill in my pot in my whatever that number is. Let's call it a hundred. I'd rather yeah. have five hundred mil. Yeah. Rather be fourth on the list. Exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. But still, it's but have the money. And listen, all joking aside, guys, we're enjoying it. And again, this is something obviously. And I'm being sincere about this. You are a part of this. Why? Because you listen. If you didn't listen, there'd be less reviews. There'd be less. All the things that the metrics they look at. But also, there'd be less me. Because I wouldn't be involved. I wouldn't do things that people aren't into. You affirming what we're doing. Not always. You don't love everything. And you know what? I like that you don't. Because whenever you start wanting everyone to love everything, you're going to become some carbon copy version it's not good if you ever watch the end of larry sanders you know that you can't reverse engineer passion but the fact that you like it mostly it means a lot to us and i don't ask for much obviously just send a hundred dollars each no (laughs) i don't ask for much but this would be the perfect time the perfect time to leave a review i don't think i've ever asked for a review leave a review Talk about how Fez and I get along so well. Back, we used to fight, Fez. Problems, you know, I don't think we've had an argument how long? Since live radio. Yeah. So that's great. People used to say, <laughs> you got, there's too much tension. I'm like, yeah, there's tension. Fez is fucking up too much. No. Or I'm fucking up too much. Some of us are. But you know what? It's been years. Talk about that. Or talk about how AJ Sounds like he doesn't know anything about the NFL, but he had a monster NFL year. Oh, what was your right? I'm just saying what you sound like, not what's true. Or the guy knows the, how's your UFC been going? It's been very good the last couple. Last couple, yeah. And now it's not in the. Uh, it's all tracked picks now. From now on, we're, we're able to track oh, every UFC pick. I, and it was tracked before, but it was manually. Yes. Now it's automated. We could say, Scott, what's been happening with you? Fourteen and two, three star baseball run. You could talk about that. You could talk about McKenzie emerging from a, a, a long shot, kind of like a Rudy almost. Rudy. Rudy. You heard Rudy. it. He goes, I've been told that they're chanting Rudy Rudiminger. Is that how it goes? You probably have an invitation. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> See? now been told the, 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 the student sections chanting Dan, Dan Rudiger, a walk-on <laughs> senior. Did he get a sack? He did get a sack. That was kind of the Brett Favre giving up the sack for you know for the record kind of thing. Now that's probably the only thing that's true about that movie. Like if you list like like Montana Rudy tells wasn't it like five five. Well, yeah, but Montana tells the story like he's gone on record to talk about all the inaccuracies of the so, movie. So you mean but, Montana yeah. had to like shit on Rudy? Pretty much, yeah. That isn't classy, is it? <laughs> he uh, just says that they took liberties. So here's what I would say: What are the ways that? That can help fuel this to continue. So it's reviews. 
Mm-hmm. What else? Give us a little bit of a rating. A ra- well, rating and review. Right? A rating and a review. Yeah. And share the podcast with your friends. Listen, Follow. Make sure you're following it. You don't want to miss an episode. If you listen, then it's an automatic fight. I mean, let's think about that. If you haven't bought it. In fact, I'm going to just say it like this. If you haven't bought anything from us, you've been riding for free. And you know what? That's fine. But now it's time to pay up. Take 45 seconds. Get a review in there. You know, and it will help us and we'll appreciate it. And you know what? The more of this we have, the more energy we put into it. Guy like AJ isn't cheap. Let me tell you that much. Scott, not cheap. So you help us keep this thing rolling. I mean, we wouldn't want me and Mackenzie and Fez here by ourselves, would we? That wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> I mean, there'd be like a poker game, chess guy. You know? <laughs> Fez, you'd have all the money before we, his money. When are we mo- going to play poker again, uh-huh. Mackenzie? Okay. <laughs> so thank you for the support. And this is a great time. If you want to do a little something for us, we appreciate it. Okay, we got a, something for you, and we'll make this one quick. And the show is a good show. Fez, you, you're in a bad spot in this draft, huh? Oh, yeah. This is all you need to know. At the end of the show, I say, Fez, I want to bet AJ against you. And Fez says, no. No, thank you. You know, I just prioritize. No, I'm you. just prioritizing giving value to my <laughs> to our valued clients. And then I do the be- very best I can for these contests against, you know, internally. But it's not my number one priority. Don't make me turn your mic off. Okay, here we go. One coupon for you. You can get the rest of 2023. That's now through 1231.23. You got that so far, Fez? Got it. Okay. Now, who's done well? Once again, good fella. He's steady. Steady. His, his effort is steady. 95 units up this year, all sports. Now, Fez, last year you were up 100 units. Yes. This year you've been surging, but not your best year. But you've won. It's We don't know if it's – we're going to find this out. It's either nine years you've won seven – or it's been 10 years and you won eight. Yes. With us. But either way, that's 80% or a little less than 80%. So last year plus 100 units. So, and, and you're up what, like 30 in the last, what, six weeks or so? Yeah, it's actually 33, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I'm optimistic. College basketball wasn't good for you, was it? It was not. That's over now. It is over. I think, and AJ, you know, he felt prey. I mean, he had some hot streaks, but it wasn't his best year overall. I think this transfer portal, I think it's making the whole game different. I think the players can't be coached the same way because they can leave anytime they want. And I think that, in a way, I would be real low volume myself and lower my bet until I figure out the game. It's a new game. It was frustrating because I had the closing line value. The CLV, if you will, yeah, but, but that doesn't get... was wrong too. Exactly, and they didn't know the game either. Yeah, I can't. I've never ever ate CLV <laughs> like for lunch. I want to one day. Okay, so we got our boys. We got our winners. This is what you get. And I got to tell you, this offer I'm making without telling them. Is that true, Scott? It's true. You're, you're, you're on your own here. I, yeah, I'm okay. But I looked at the offer they gave, and I said, you know, this is fine for a normal week. It's good for a normal week. You thought we need to celebrate more. We got to thank them more. Yeah, yeah. So this is what we're doing. This never has happened before. For the first time in the history of pregame.com, we're offering, I think, we're offering 30% off of anything, no limit. 
You want to buy three packages? Buy them. You want to buy six? Buy them. You want to buy one? Buy them. It doesn't matter. And you know what it is? Thanks 30. So that's the word thanks. No space. Three zero. Thanks 30. You get 30% off anything. No limit. Dylan has a song called Love Minus Zero No Limit. But the no limits is like a reference to a casino, you know. It's interesting. So it's love, no limit to love, but no limit to betting. Hmm. I love being number one. And I, <laughs> I'm just thinking what I really love. No. Feels good. It's fun. It's fun. You know. And if we stay number one, then I'll keep thanking everyone. And if we don't, if Bill Simmons passes us, I'll just get very angry. <laughs> Start like having passive aggressively bad pot. No, 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 no. We're enjoying it when it's here. It's one of those ebbs and flows that happen. Thanks, Dirty. You can get anything. And you know, I could promote fads. I could promote good. It's anything. Go to the site, look around. It's a smart, it's almost like, you know what it's like? Imagine like a Black Friday, except all of the, there's a UFO outside. So everyone from Walmart walks out and staring at the UFO and you can walk in and just get what you want. But in that case, it's free. Here, you got to pay 70%. But still, there's that feel to it. Don't you think, Fez? Exactly what I was thinking before I came in tonight. Exactly. Thanks, Dirty. We got a great pod. Fez gets put in his place, finally, from AJ. You got to listen. Enjoy. This week could be boring, but it's not because we have our first draft for the NFL 2023 season yeah 23 24 oh i don't do that that's aj hoffman not waiting to be announced as part of the wise guy round table steve fezzik here we got scott seidenberg i'm rj bell mckenzie rivers i don't want to say on the ones and twos i know that much but (laughs) 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 and this really is a good show a special show because we are doing the first ever annual we're drafting the dregs of the nfl or at least the team's not projected to make the playoffs those aren't dregs because the steelers are on this list and here's what we're going to do we're teaming up it's the sovam team aj and scott it's fez and his two super contests are teaming up <laughs> and me and mckenzie me and mckenzie and I figure McKenzie, we're using a lot of data for this. And I figure McKenzie did a lot of the work. It wouldn't be fair to beat him up with his own data. So I let him be on my team. Fez, we're going to beat you up, if, if possible. And here's what we're going to do. We're taking all the teams. Now, before I explain the rules, let's talk about the rest of the show after this. We're going to lead with a controversy, quote unquote, in gambling Twitter. It will take about five minutes. It's ridiculous. Or it's... I think it was uh, John Wayne said it's regard damn ridiculous. <laughs> Remember that Howard Stern drop? No. Oh yeah, it was always yeah yeah. See if you can pull that up. All right. And you can put it in your mic. It'll be real professional. Sound good. <laughs> and then we're gonna do the draft, and then we're gonna talk some NBA. We've got a first time ever, Faz. We're gonna do a best bet on a same game parlay. SGP. And an SGP. And it's on the Lakers and Golden State. The game, big game, big game. And then you guys already had a conversation we pre-recorded about the NFL schedule coming up. Give us just 
10 seconds, Fez, what was the gist? Just trying to tell people what to look for, I'm assuming? Exactly right. So, example, um, AFC, nine home games this year. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for NFC unders, RJ. So did you say, did you figure out how, like, the market is skewed by, like, point one three? Oh, yeah, game? the ugly math's in there. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that means you're pretty much big free in one side. You Unders, baby. Yes. All right. So when we do our draft on over-unders, you're going to be all – we're going to know what you're going to do. Well, but it's biased against every single team the same. But not. I thought it was by conference. Yeah, but there's seven teams that make the playoffs in the AFC and seven that make the playoffs in the NFC. Well, I was talking about win win totals. Uh, That's a good point. Yes. Yes. Because if they're playing each other, it doesn't – Right, but in our our exercise here, it won't matter. Yeah. That's why I said when we do win totals. Yes. Gonna... yes. Unfortunately, the only clip of it says drunken John Wayne. Uh-huh. The only clip is five minutes and 20 seconds. So it wouldn't be great for me to try to find it. All right. Well, now, if, now that's for goddamn deep. Ridiculous. I know. If you're struggling. You want me to leave? And... No, no, no. Okay. But if you're struggling with a pick, we'll just play it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, a little interlude. All right. So here's the rules. Now, perk up here. Take your lethicin or your uh, fish oil. Because this is, I well, listen, we know we have the smartest audience. I mean, we know that. I mean, let's be honest, Scott. When you showed up here and people started visiting, they're like superintendents. They're, <laughs> they're moving. I mean, like, I got to tell you, I bet, I bet our, um, what do you call, annual income average is pretty damn good. We got an affluent audience. Yes. Business owners. Yeah, I like Executives. It. Now, listen, if you're, Entrepreneurs, not, if you're yeah. not any of those, you're loved too. Yeah, we still like just in a slightly different way. You know, Trump said once he goes, "I like the the uneducated." Right? That wasn't what we're talking about here. But he loved always. (laughs) That was a famous line he said after Nevada. He was looking at his polls. He goes, "We won here. We won. Look, I won with the uneducated." He goes, "I love the uneducated." (laughs) You're going to win Nevada. You're going to have to carry the uneducated. (laughs) Whoa. Now, just because the ticket writers went against you, Faz, you don't have (laughs) Now, actually, I'll tell you this. If I meet someone that's smart, like you can tell just talking to him, when I find out he didn't go to college, he or she didn't go to college, I am so much more interested in him. Because if they went to college, they got the same kind of training, This, you know, different colleges, different things. But someone who's smart that didn't go to college... They went there. They went to that journey a different way. So that's one of the reasons I liked AJ at the beginning. He's smart, and well, he went to Belmont. So, I mean, it was all. It was like half. It was half the event. Okay. But anyway, first though, before we do the rules, let's talk about this uh, gambling Twitter setup. Um, Fez, why don't you, we don't got to get into all the he said, she said, but give us the broad strokes. So broad strokes is Kay Adams, who used to be with the NFL Network and now is talking um, sports betting mm-hmm. and representing, you know, major uh, player in sports betting. You, yeah, who is it? Uh, I believe it's FanDuel. All right. So there's a lady who was at the NFL Network. She's now doing stuff on the gambling side and not an expert gambler. Right. And so she's talking about like the lingo. Yeah, and there was some, and, and the lingo we can get to, but then there was some, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll explain what we think the motivation of this stuff is. But there's a naysayer on Twitter who has, you know, some brands a little bit saying that, oh, you people better, you know, learn. The lingo, if you want to come in our space. Yeah, so but, specifically, one of the things she did was said, oh, the, the odds on this are plus 100. And one of the naysayers on Twitter said, oh, 
Anyone who's been gambling for any period of time knows you don't say plus 100. That shows you're a newbie. You're supposed to say even money. Okay. Now, I give you credit because this kerfuffle started, and you who you didn't know if you were on an island or what, you came out and said what? I tweeted mm-hmm. that I, maybe I went on an island here, but I've worked with multiple betting syndicates for the past 25 years. So it was really a way to brag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have never used even money. We've always used plus 100 to avoid any possible confusion. That's And no one has ever said anything to me about any, you should be using even money, Fez, for all the multiple people I've worked with over the course of my career. Now, I would say... Speaking for myself, that, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to be in the top, you know, top list of, like, most media time, you know, let's say exposure-wise. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, going back to Jim Feist, you know, he, I would say he had more. And and obviously, Jimmy the Greek was in another universe. But I'd say amongst this generation, you know, right there, um, I've never said even money in my life. I don't think I've ever said those words. I always say plus 100, always. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's kind of right. <laughs> because if, if you think about it, here's the question. If you wrote this on a spreadsheet, how do you write even money on a spreadsheet? Right? We deal with numbers. We deal with Excel sheets or databases and or databases. Now, that's a debate. No, not really. And, and then I always just say it wrong. It, it, you have to be able to sum it. So imagine you have a column of numbers that, that is your, uh, plus, or let's say your money line lay price in baseball, and one of the numbers says even money. This is a great point. So imagine you had like your 32 season win numbers, and you wrote even money in one of the columns, and then you tried to figure what the average VIG was on all this stuff. Error, error, yeah, user exactly, error. Exactly. And, and I also would make the point, maybe that doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what the syndicates say doesn't matter what the database wants what matters is how as a media person can you best communicate what you're trying to communicate right to an audience that most likely is driving a car or doing laundry or you, you they're not sitting down like it's a professor in college and listening to every syllable so you got to make it simple and you got to make it clear and a very diverse audience that may not even bet themselves but wants to know what you're talking yeah, about or they're starting to dabble yeah all right so to me when i hear even money okay i understand it's you know that it's even money, that it's plus 100. But if what we're doing is going, yeah, the Lakers, they were plus 140. Now they're down to plus 100. Like The idea of shifting in the middle of that is what I find the challenge to be. Now, if you wanted to say even money and it was the only number being referenced, like if you say, hey, Scott, who'd you bet last night? He goes, oh, I played the Colorado Avalanche. And it's like, what was the, oh, even money. Now that I can deal with. Mm-hmm. But if, if we're at any way talking about other numbers and we're saying plus 120, you know, Plus 110, even money, minus 110. If we're going stepping down the ladder, it's like, that doesn't work to me, right? It feels like you're changing the the, the paradigm. Yeah. Now, you've done a lot. Of, I mean, you were a radio guy, Scott. I mean, so was AJ before you had, you know, gambling being the focus. And that's been years now. But still, you had a long time before that. I had a national show on NBC. How many hours did you do? Four. Four by yourself? By myself. Oh, my gosh. Every night. <laughs> Well, five nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if you did seven. <laughs> what, 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 
where do you come down on this debate? I think it matters just like you're saying. It's in the course of the conversation. If I was just talking about a standalone play and it was even money, that's how I would refer to it. But if I was reading the odds board and I'm seeing, okay, you know, it's plus 110, minus 110, Plus 100, like I would say it, like in the court, in the flow of the conversation. I think so. Yeah. What do you think, AJ? I, I think it's preference. Like, I, I don't think there's like a. a but what do you, what feels right to you? Plus 100 feels right to me. Yeah. Like, but I, I think this is, it's one of those like people say different things for different terms. Like, it's minus 110 or a pick them. Like, it's, it's not like one's yeah. wrong. It's, they're both right. It's just a different way of saying it. Yeah, I know it's just like specifically, I think. Minus 110 or pick them, what? If, if minus 110 both ways or, or pick them. You know what I mean? Yeah, what you're talking about would be, because everything's minus 110. Uh, that's true. Yeah, or, so. But or like if it is a, a line of zero or pick them in the NFL. Or, wow, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I just know, like, if I'm like comparing the odds on a certain game that's close, that's lined pretty much even. Mm-hmm. I, I have at times I'd say, all right, this one's lined even, right? Meaning like it's. But it's, that's interesting. But you're not wrong either way. I understand no, that. We, we got your position. And then that. and then I've but <laughs> I but then I like if I've gone gone down and compared the odds of books, and I'm like, all right, I'm looking and I'm seeing. We have plus 100, we have plus 105, we have plus, you know, that's how I would say it if I'm comparing all the odds of different books on a game. I agree. So, Fez, there's an interesting point here, because I uh, was talking about before this show, is that what kind of goes against my argument is the idea that on the spreads, I do say pick, Mm -hmm. I don't say zero, but then zero, which is what the number would be, but there's also the idea of even, now, even is interesting. I don't say it, but I would say it more on a pick'em game. I would say that's interesting. And that's I always, why you shouldn't say even money because, and you shouldn't say I, flat, I in my it. opinion, this because is, you could right. you could be confused. You know, and I got to be honest. I'm like. I work with syndicates. We avoid mistakes. So we do things to avoid mistakes. Example, Golden State, and all the bookmakers will disagree with me, but they're wrong. They'll say (laughs) Golden State is seven against the Lakers. Wrong. Golden State is minus seven. You know why? I know it's too cool for school to put the minus in front of it. Stop, 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 stop. But it's never— You're wrong. Here's why. For the old school bookmakers, when they had to do phone rundowns, you never had phone rundowns. I've had phone runs. I'm old. And I I get the speed. Yeah, but you didn't really start batting. You you give the team that's favored, and you go bang, 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 and you can do the rundown faster. Well, what they used to do is they wouldn't even say the team. They would say on top— if it was the road favor. So it, literally the rundown out of Pittsburgh I got for you know a decade was 7, 14, 3, 2 on top. Sure. And that, that gets you down there even quicker. I, I, and I agree because speed was everything and the like. Well, but, especially but I, if you're that guy reading that thing 100 times a day. But I can tell you that with, with my groups, I'm making sure they don't make a mistake. So when Philly's playing Boston, mm-hmm. I'm always saying Boston minus 2 because I want them to realize – it's you were oh, laying. No, I understand. It. Yeah, and I mean, I thought you were going to bring up your your famous debate, or not debate, but your hardcore feelings about the rotation numbers. Ah, oh, you always list the rotation numbers. That is fading, though, isn't it? It is fading big time, and and also rotation numbers. If you play overs, odd numbers. If you play evens, you give the even number. You say game seven oh two under. I'm telling you to play under twice. Essentially, it avoids all the mistakes. See, now that's interesting. If I'm going under, I give both teams. I only and again, get, that's phone style back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So I never say 701, 702. I just say game 702, you know, under. See, when I hear game 702, you th- now how often does a ticket writer play you the side on 702? Like, before, like typing it 
inputting it before you even get to the under. Yeah, so I, ideal you say, I'm playing the total. All I'm right, playing right. game 702 under. All right, all right. Yeah. That works, that works. Now, the reason why I, I, the even comment that you brought up that, that, we're, that we talked about before, in a money line sport, when I see a game is minus 110 both ways, to me, that's even. Mm-hmm. I call that even. Yeah. I'm lo- and so that's why I don't say even money, because when I say this is lined even, that's it's minus 110 point. both ways. That's another good I'm looking point. at, like, for tomorrow, the Blue Jays-Phillies, the spread is even. What does that mean? It's minus 110 if you want to bet on the Blue Jays. It's minus 110 if you want to bet on the Phillies. That's an even uh, spread. It's not I even money. It's not even money. It's flat. That's even. No, I'd say 110 both ways <laughs> yeah. is how I say it. Well, I, I that, say both and, ways. And that's why I love the numbers, because you can't conf- get it. You, you, there's no debate. You cannot get it wrong. <laughs> if you give the numbers, you've given the odds. But I, I say it both. Like, when I'm on the show, like, on SOVAM, you know, for tomorrow morning, when I read this, when I preview this game, I will say, and you can listen back to all the, every episode I've ever done, and if it's a game like this, I'll say, Blue Jays at the Phillies, this game's lined even minus 110 both ways that's how i refer to it huh that's interesting now it goes here's what that sounds like to me what you're saying is almost like back when it used to be seven to five but remember that hated the seven five that old school stuff and it's like they what was it they had a 20 cent straddle or was it what were they doing yeah so seven five minus 140 to the to the favorite yeah 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 so um it's kind of I'm sorry, so it would be 7-6, and then 6 would be plus 120. So it's so interesting. So if one team – let's say it's a dime line, right, So mm-hmm. in baseball. So if it's minus 110 plus 100, all right, I personally – someone's going to call that, oh, the, 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 the underdog in this case. We're going to say they're even money. I don't say it. I say it's yeah, plus no, 100 on the comeback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of – you can see where – it's funny because what I'm seeing as we talk this through is the remnants from the prior generation is always kind of peeking through because that's the old time respected people. And then there's an evolution because obviously rotation numbers don't mean as much if you're not verbally given, if you're just doing inputs, for example. So I think the only time you say even money is if you're referring to a parlay. Like if I'm saying I'm going to parlay these two favorites and get even money. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you would never say I'm going to parlay the, let's say, Lakers and Celtics at plus 100. That sounds weird. But if we were doing a no-vig bet on a boxing match. I would say ma- it. If we, yeah. if we were doing a no-vig bet on a boxing match and it was no favor, uh, so we got that even money, right? And then I'd probably say, yeah, plus 100 each way. So I think in a way, Fez is right too. If you're actually betting real money, the mistake is what you're afraid of, mm-hmm. right? Which is slightly different than being on the radio. But in a way, it's the same thing where you don't want to make mistakes and in general or at least miscommunicate. Now, I will say this as we wrap up this part. Anyone that says 3.5 on a spread doesn't know that they, they should leave. No, I, I, I do feel if you hear that, it's a, it is a towel. Because I, I don't think I've ever heard a sharp say, uh, anyone I would consider sharp, maybe I'm not thinking of it, is, yeah, Lakers are uh, minus 3.5 in the game. It's, all, you know, it's always 3.5. Right? Yes. Would you agree with that? I do. When you hear the point five, yeah, that's interesting. I've heard worse. I heard a, an MMA podcast where they said negative uh, 320. That's funny. Anyone who's a blackjack card counter knows minus is already one syllable too much. We don't say minus. What do we say, Scott? N. M. N. Say M. N. N. I use M. I use N for negative. Either way works. One syllable. Two closing thoughts. One, 
Kay Adams was Michael Corleone's wife and godfather. So let's respect that. I mean, the name. Mm-hmm. Number two, I we can debate, and I think it was very uh, insightful. I mean, I, I thought of things, or you guys brought up things I didn't even think of, so I enjoyed the conversation. But here's what you know for sure. If people are spending a bunch of time trying to say who deserves to be in the club and who deserves to be out of the club, you know, it's like on The Sopranos. Remember Bobby, beginning of the last season, when they're up at the lake? And he says, yeah, he goes, my dad came in from Canada. He goes, yeah, a little trouble on the other side. He goes, but they should build a wall now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, once you're in the door, that's when you start hoping other people don't come in the door. But if you really love the industry... If it was a passion of yours, you would want as many people you want in the it to be door. Accessible. You want it to be accessible. Well, you want to welcome them in, and yeah, if they're doing things you don't like, bring them up. But it's not going to be about little petty thing. Now, again, if somehow it was a mistake that people were being misled, then you'd make a big deal about it. Yeah. But, but some parlance that, that, quite frankly, I, I don't know. I personally think if I had to make a case, it. Plus a hundred's better. It's a sign of someone who, or people who are trying. Here's the thing about gambling: there is no credentials. Fez, you're one of the few guys on earth that has credentials because the super contest. There's two of them. It's it's hard to debate it, right? Um, you know, to some degree, when I started getting heavy in the media after the Tim Donahue research I did, I thought, okay, this is a way to credential credential myself to say this guy, mm-hmm. you know. And then that's why I went for things like the AP that we did for like seven years, and things like big brands like Fox Sports Radio, because it's hard to get credentialed in this business. So there's a lot of people that aren't making a lot of money typically. Pregame.com odds provider for the AP for seven years. Yeah, yeah. That's that, a credential. And I, we didn't get paid for that, but we didn't pay anything. We didn't get paid. We did the work for the exposure, and we were in like 750 papers a day, or, you know, uh, I think most days, not like Scott with the seven days a week, but, you know. <laughs> and and uh, and then what happened was as the industry got bigger, just in the last, what, year and a half, someone came in, I can't if it's FanDuel, and they paid the AP big money to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did I like that? No, but I understood it. And I understood that, hey, the business is growing. We all can grow with it. I didn't get mad at FanDuel or DraftKings or whoever it was. Maybe a little just for a night, but, you know, <laughs> I drank it through and it was all right. But <laughs> I, so in general, there's a, and Fez, wouldn't you agree? A lot of people that try to put themselves out there as experts, they probably are experts. But you know what? Expert betters often don't win a lot of money. It's one thing to not lose. It's another thing to make a hundred k. It's very hard to make a hundred k a year betting sports. I agree. I mean, yes. it, as an individual. Think well, of- and, a, and a big part of that is that you know we talk about different roles and the like. So if R.J. Bell, if all he did was bet, mm-hmm. of course he'd make six figures a year. But now, well, not, I, but- I think I could now. I don't think I could have when I moved here. I mean, I played a lot of poker because of that, you know. Um, but the market was easier, you know. I mean, if you if that was all you were doing, but you know what? All of a sudden, well, you're preparing for Colin Coward. You know, you're practicing well, for a couple later. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can't do it. Now, now you're doing three jobs at once, you no, know. I it gets hard. Listen, whenever I'm talking the hardest core decimal points of gambling, if it's theory, I feel like I'm on very firm ground. If it's about today's game— even if it's NFL, which I have a great feel for, if it's about players and stuff, I'm deferring, right? Because if someone's spending all day 
on it and I'm not because I have other responsibilities, how could I be better than the best of the all day people? Spell Kyle Jusick, please. No, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Did you have something? Yeah, I think this is another example. Anytime there's a big boom in, in an industry, mm-hmm. the people who were there before the big boom want to let everybody know, hey, I was here early. And I think it was people who people who knew how to play Hold'em before the yeah. Chris Moneymaker event. People who, or if you saw Nirvana in Seattle, the, and people 90. who people who watched the UFC before it became big, mm-hmm. like because I'm so involved in that industry, I have been for a long time. There's pe- like people will will shit on you if you're not like up on old school history mm-hmm. of it, and it's just it's a way of like beating your chest. Hey, I've been here longer. This is my block. You're a new guy. And if if you're an individual that works a a, a day job and you want to feel pride in it. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Just don't attack other people. Yes. And if you're supposed to be an ambassador for this for the industry or a professional in the industry, then I, I don't think it's a you know I don't think it's there's nothing to recommend it. There's not there's, there's no, no no gain from it. There's and no there's gain from and it. there's pl- plenty of material and things that you could attack that are just ro- objectionably wrong instead of just you know. Um, so, so that nuance. was so, so that that was your thinking. You're thinking, you know, about four out of five things I say is negative. Maybe I got to find a way to put a little spin on this that my negative is different. Yeah, but maybe you should think, you know, what's the point of all that? Mm. Maybe put half of them on the cutting room. Remember, we tell Mackenzie. And again, he doesn't need to hear anything in the NBA. But hey, if the pinnacle lean is against you. Yeah, do a mind bet. Write it on a piece of paper. See how it goes. Mm. How's those mind bets doing this year, Mackenzie? Losing. Are they? How many? How many? I mean, yeah. So in a way, I should take like twenty percent of your sales. <laughs> Sounds about right. So this is like, uh, imagine there's a guy who's really respected in the betting industry, and someone says, "I want to parlay these these favorites." He says, "That's a dummy play. You're an idiot. You're a moron." Like, imagine how wrong that would be. Oh what, wait! wait. <laughs> what happens? What happens? Now let's extend. Let's do a mind experiment here, a thought experiment. What happens if they say you can't ever win races to fifteen? There's no chance in college. And then you say, "Well, Fez, look. At, oh yeah, let's back." Oh, I didn't. Well, I wasn't gonna name any names, but if you want to name names, and well, <laughs> I do name names in general. And then somehow, how, Scott, you were right in the center of it because you were kind of champion. Hey, the same game parlay here, maybe on this Lakers. How resistant was he? As resistant as you could be. Yeah, it's it's like we were dragging him, you know, somewhere in restraints just to get him to come along with us for a second. Not even to place the bet, just to talk about the bet. But if you look at him when he when he's doing his little drawing his numbers and he sees it, there's a spark in his eye and it all changed. He doesn't care about contradicting himself. He's back. All right, where are we getting down on this? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's not like I'm going to fabricate my numbers to make my point. I'm, I'm, I'm I've got an open mind. I'm willing to you know if the numbers. Show it. I'm I'm willing to go with it. All right. So here's my closing thought. Plus a hundred. Eh, all right, maybe. But what I know for sure is if someone makes a big deal about being right or wrong about this, they're better than even money to be an asshole. Mackenzie <laughs> yeah. wrote that line. <laughs> I mean, really, I shouldn't have told you guys my line before. I would have got a know. good line. It, it, yeah, it's right. true. Your it's breath. true because we all cracked up I when mean, you said it. Was Jerk store is the line. <laughs> Jerk store. <laughs> all right. Now, 
That was the easy part of the pod. Now this contest. Now how are we doing it? The only teams we got eligible are the teams that are the 18 that are not now projected to make the playoffs. So we took the top 14 win total. Or did we do that or did we take it based on divisions? We top used, 14 win total. We used team totals because it was a clear point of demarcation. We had everybody All lined right. at nine wins or higher. Okay. Excluded. All right. What we should have done for next year is we should have said, okay, who's going to win the division based on the win totals? Who's the free, first sure. three wild cards? Because effectively, we're trying to get into the playoffs with this, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should change that now. Okay. Now, this is what we're doing. We're doing a snake draft, but we're going to bid for pick number one, two, or three. When we say pick number one, two, or three, we don't mean the first pick. We mean you get to decide, are you going to be number one? And number, what, what are the first two picks for each of the uh, the, t- the teams? It's going to be one in seven. Can you like what? So the first pick will have pick one, pick six, right, and I, pick seven. All right. Pick one, six, and seven. Go ahead. Pick two will have pick two, pick five, pick eight. Mm-hmm. And then pick three will have pick three, pick four, and then pick, pick six. It looks like. S- yeah. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Pick nine. Pick nine. nine. Oh, nine. You have to wait after pick four. Three, four, and nine? But then yep. you get ten. Because then yep. it comes back it's around. snakes. Okay, but we got to make sure it snakes. Everyone should get the double. I mean, it always snakes. What is, the natu- what is the natural amount before it gets back? It's just you Every go around three. one time. So it'll be one, two, three, then three, two, one. Then one, two, three, then three, so two, the one. So the three, as long as it's the an six, even number of the rounds, nine, the fair. 12, get another pick right after. An even number of rounds? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And there's 18 teams to choose from, although we have decided you can pass if you want. And we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. Okay. So we got that. Mackenzie, do, do some quick work on which one of these we want. All right. I don't even have any idea on that. I'm, I'm sure Fez has that one all figured out. He's got his demarcation points. This guy. Did you win? You didn't win one of the drafts last year, did you? That's why you don't I, talk about them. I did not give it the proper focus. No, you did. You gave it a lot of focus. Aaron Rodgers was your first pick. That's what we did. You, you, <laughs> the you Bay tra- of Pigs. You traded up for Aaron Rodgers. I, I wound up with the Bay of Pigs teams. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. If your team makes the playoffs, it has either seven to one point in reverse order of being ranked one to seven. So if you're number one, you get seven points. Number one seed. Number one seed. Yeah, you get seven points. If you're number seven seed, you get one point. Correct. Number six, you get two points. Uh huh. You following? So just take one through seven and flip it. All right. Now, here's where it gets interesting. We're going to also allow you to have as many as you want. I think, should there have to be one or you can have as many as you want? As many as, as, as you, you want. want. All right. Remember, you have to declare. Declare you're either going over or under because not only will we go for the playoffs, we're going to have the top three picks or let's call it like this, the three worst records. Booby prize. It's not a booby prize because a booby prize is you enter like the super contest and you do horribly and you still get something. Well, that's what this is. No, this you're is gonna, you're, you're choosing, this you're choosing, choosing a team to do horribly. Because here's the kicker. If you're going... Um, oh, declaring bad or bad or good, right? And good is the assumption. Most people are going to do good most of the time. Default. Yeah. yeah, default. But if you say I'm going with the bad, and my pick is my team is Arizona or whatever, if that team makes the playoffs, oh, whatever points they make, if they you would have picked them to make it, you lose. All right. So let's say now is you pick the Cardinals. Let's say declare bad, and they get the seventh seed. Then I lose. You lose a point. point. If they get the third seed, I lose four points. Exactly seven. No five. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. But this works the opposite way as well. Exactly. So if one of the teams you have to make the playoffs 
is in the bottom three, you lose either one, two, or three points based on where it is. Yep. That's the beauty, and that's why, as AJ prematurely said, sorry, is you can choose at a certain point is to say, I don't want. I'm I'm passing. My picks are done because you figure, hmm, the chance of them making the playoffs is now. Here's the thing, though: you have seven, six, you know, five, four, three, two, one. I get down points available above. You've only got what six points available below. So now the question becomes: What should the ratio be of playoffs? I mean, I guess it can't be pure mathematics because the chance of getting the one seed isn't as good. As- sure, and we are given a bonus Super Bowl. All right, well, let's do that. Yeah, one thing at a time. And now let's talk payoff. We're putting up, as we said, five hundred each, so fifteen hundred in the pool. The winner gets eleven hundred and twenty-five. Second place gets back 375. So they're losing 125. And the last place. 0.0. And we get to ridicule them. That's the fun part. Okay. One quick overlap or recap, maybe is a better way to say. We're doing a snake draft. One at a time. However, the goofy snake. I don't like snake drafts. Now, what we haven't explained yet is. That when we decide, and you'll see how we get the order, it's really going to be an auction. Effectively, I'm going to say, Fez, I'll take give an extra 20 for the first pick, an extra 30 for the second pick. Oh, Mackenzie's passing me a note here. I like this. The, the Ivy League guy in the back room just tat around a tat tat. Ooh, ooh. And he says, Fez will probably mistake this. Does that cause you to second guess things? No, nah, yells over it. <laughs> All right, so once we have our order, we pick, blah, 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 blah. Now, how do you get points? Points are simple. If you pick a team to do well, which is going to be the vast majority of them, that team, um, if it gets first place, you get seven points, first seed, effectively. Second place, you get six, et cetera, et cetera, down to seventh place gets one. So it just inverts the rank, okay? Now, if you're going under or bad, in this case, declare bad, you know, maybe what we should do is say declare, we'll say declare for the draft. I'm going for the draft because we know what that means. You're, we can be at the top of the draft, but we don't have to say top because top sounds a lot like good, right? So going for the draft and I'm taking so-and-so. Yeah, I like that. That works. All right, declaring for the draft. Yeah, that's good. Okay, now here's what's interesting. And it's three points for first or first pick, two and one for third. Okay, now if your pick goes in the opposite direction, and you get in those rankings, you lose exactly what you would have gained if you would have correctly went that way. Exactly. And that's it. Except there's one bonus, which is if you can make the Super Bowl with these teams, you get an automatic three points. Super Bowl winner gets six points. So it's a little bonus. If you're like five points down, Fez, like I expect, you'll have like, um, you know, you have like the Houston Texans to win the Super Bowl. And so I, I'm just saying I got a chance. It, it, that's what will keep things interesting. Unless they have the Houston to go draft and <laughs> I'm going to get murdered. Now, I like that. Declare for the draft. Last thing. I want to leave this open until the end of the pod next week for any potential trades or negotiations. That's smart. Because one, it's a, like a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny, though, by the way, remember the big... Hubbub when I made some trades with Faz and you guys yep. didn't like it. Well, I won that contest. Yep. 
But luckily, I had Mackenzie, just like in Florida, run the, the hanging chads, and I would have won the other way, too. I don't know if that's the best example to prove your point. Well, though. no, it's funny. It is because they, they say that they've done that recount now seven different times. Really? Okay. Like Stand every corrected. ballot, and, and apparently it varied, but Bush won every one. Mm. So, I mean, again, that was fascinating to see in real time, but, you know, I don't I'm I'm no fan of Bush. All right. Jeb either. I just want all the votes to get counted right once. Who Remember? said that? They loser. He says, I don't want uh, like 10 recounts. Al Gore. Al Gore's like, I just want one time that all the votes get counted right. You know, if you invent the internet, you <laughs> yeah. think you could. Yeah. But i got to give him credit is the time came where it was enough and he conceded. Yeah. And, but, hey, listen, obviously things keep evolving. And uh, it's going to be – I saw there was a poll in the Washington Post – I just saw, and um, apparently Biden's at his lowest approval of his presidency, and I think 36 or 38, and DeSantis beats him and Trump beats him, you know, in the poll, but um, DeSantis by less. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of DeSantis. You see much with him? It's it's the the cultural stuff. I think there's time, you know, if it's legitimately being imposed on people, I can see, you know, why people get upset about it. But when when it feels kind of like it's conjured up for effect, it feels like you're wasting people's time to me. I don't know. I'm highly unlikely to vote for Joe Biden or a Republican. So, so effectively, you're saying you're not voting. Uh, you gonna vote for Mickey Mouse? I'll probably vo- I'll vote for a libertarian like I did four years ago or three years ago. Now that's an interesting debate. Is it a wasted vote? Because the theory is, if libertarians go up to five percent, seven, whatever, they can get not, into debates and things like that. That or it's, people start believing it's true. Yep. You know, I, I'm a libertarian deep down. I mean, I like Rand Paul, for example. I don't like every position, but he feels like a guy that's authentically behind his his stuff. Rand Paul or Ron Paul? Rand Paul, but Ron Paul obviously was more of a, a firebrand, and you know, yeah. and he he was. I mean, Rand Paul probably wouldn't be in the Senate if it wasn't for his dad. So I mean, give that guy. He was a true iconoclast. I mean, a true rebel. I mean, yeah. And uh, in a way, he kind of reminds me of how Bernie was. Not so much on the same political, but right. like kind of that grassroots. And then Perot was. No, you were old. I mean, Perot. I remember been, that was like one of the first elections I remember. Yeah. Yeah. He got 19% as a third party. That's wild. That I is, wish we could get back to those days. Yeah, it's interesting. The, see, I mean, we'll, we'll move on. But here's why I don't agree necessarily. I think it's great for the parties to have to, like, there's the far left and the moderate, there's the far right and the moderates. How they can agree then makes it easier to agree with the other side once you get there. Because it's rare that you're going to have the president, the Senate with more than 60 votes and the House of Reps. So you got to compromise. It just feels like now, like, you're either black or white. There's very little gray area. And, like, I be- I'm certainly gray. And, like, yeah. I I just don't – I don't identify as one of – as either black or white. So it's very tough. I should be using blue and red, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm purple. And I like they say, you've got to choose blue or red. And it's like, it just doesn't feel right to well, me. Purple is a royal color, though. It is. <laughs> you just had the coronation. That's right. All right. So is everyone clear on the rules? Yes. You're getting rewarded if you are correct on which of these mediocre to subpar teams will exceed their expectations or will go below. And you're getting punished. If you're severely wrong. So here's the teams. Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle, New England, 
Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, the Raiders, Denver, Green Bay, Giants, Washington, Chicago, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Houston, Rams, Arizona. Okay. Now, did you read that in any particular order? Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> now. Jotting down the notes. For the first pick, we're going to start the bidding. We'll go around the horn. So we'll, This is for pick number one? This is for Choice the first number. selection, meaning you can say I want to be number one, six, and seven. It's a choice. That's the best way to say it. It's the choice. Okay. All right. Do you bid a dollar? Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll bid $10. All right. You're starting at 10 Fest. 15 $15. Okay. I'll go $16. We'll go 20 21 We're good. Did we get took, McKenzie? <laughs> I like it. Well, McKenzie passed me a note. It said bid 21. <laughs> At least that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if I said that, it would not have been funny. (laughs) No, it was pretty good. Well, see, if you do do a lot of goofy jokes, then you have to do something out of the hole. I mean, when Norm McDonald said something, I don't care what it was, I liked it. Yeah. Because, you know, chances are it was going to be something funny. He said, we want number one, number six, and number seven. And that's what we'll take. And now we bid for the two or the three. So who gets the second choice? You start? We'll do five dollars. Ten. 11. 13. 15. <laughs> 17. You can have it. Okay. This is fun. Is that all right with you, Scott? Or do you want to go higher? No, you already gave it up. We're a team. Uh, we're, we'll, let, we'll let Fez have his choice. Okay. Go ahead, Fez. Well, no, he has it now. <laughs> I, I want to. Okay. Oh. That worked out perfectly. That was perfect. We, would, we were about to pay 20 bucks for the third pick. 20 bucks for the third pick. Is, right. is that what you wanted? Yes. Yeah. Okay, see, this is why it's – see how the strategy and everything? I love it. Yeah. You, uh-huh. you were saying flip a coin. Flip a coin. Yeah, it worked out. I was saying the street people, how do we flip a coin? No, I, I, was gonna, was, I had a randomizer was, with our names in it I was going to hit random on. <laughs> I wouldn't have tried. It would have taken us 20 minutes to audit that thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, Mackenzie, let's start. Now, here's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to communicate with you guys what we're thinking. All right. I know you guys are going to be scared. Well, Fez, you won't be scared to do that. But but Fez will very judiciously mislead in certain spots. So how does this sound? If anyone misleads purposely, write it down and at the end, correct it. All right. Because we don't want misleading. I'm not going to mislead because that's not my style. All right, Mackenzie. Secret code 2415. Oh, wait. Um, Rambo, Rambo. <laughs> All right. Where are we looking? We're looking at the yellow column? Yes. All right. And that's our, our estimate? Yes. Okay. This one's easy. And it's, you agree? I do. It's staying with the theme of the offseason. We'll take Seattle. Now, we assumed that that was going to be your selection <laughs> because we know that you already are invested in Seattle to win the division. So AJ and I, the first thing we said to each other when we had our prep meeting was, RJ's going to take Seattle. So we can forget about them. We can forget about Seattle. Because we wanted the third pick, and if we got the third pick, we knew Seattle would be good. Correct. One thing real quick. I don't want to make a big deal about this, but we have an algorithm. And what the algorithm does is it takes the fourth quarter win share, which says how much he should have won last year. And then we say, well, what was the turnover luck? 
We adjust for that proprietary information. And then Kevin Cole, who we're both a fan of, did his point adjustment for all the offseason moves. We added that in. And then we added in strength of schedule. And in that algorithm, Seattle is projected to win 10 games. In the next team, and I won't say who, 8.7. It's a gigantic. You guys are already up shit's creek. But continue. Yeah, and <laughs> I evaluated Seattle as being one of my top two, but it was too close to call, so I wasn't going to bid for it. I'll take the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, I can't even see them on my I'm list. well aware that they won like 18 close games last year. Yes. I will tell you where they are. They're number seven on our list. Interesting. Okay. Uh, AJ, I think let's go with one of our high choices and one of our low choices. Yep. Ooh. So we're going to go with our low choice. We're declaring the Arizona Cardinals as a bottom three team. Okay. Okay. Arizona, so, the so first round. Declaring for the draft. Arizona. Yep. I had laid minus 1,900. No one would take Arizona in the first round of this draft. So I'm already down zillions on my <laughs> my, my separate bets I made with but, Pastrami. But you like your position in this better now. Oh, yeah. Now we they're mouthing stuff. To now you come on, now, you're supposed to talk. Was, we were saying who wants to save okay, me. Right. That's what we're saying. So now we're going to go with one of our high selections, and we're going to go the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, they are number two on our list. And just the thought that Atlanta is in a division that's extremely winnable, and obviously if, if you win a division, the, the the I mean the least amount of points you can get is what four. So, because you'd, you'd be a four seed. Correct. So, Atlanta mm-hmm. playing in the NFC South makes them more valuable. Mackenzie, do me a favor. Put, put the divisions out with our number beside them, please. See, this is why I hate talking things out loud. Because <laughs> RJ went, hmm. Yeah, that, that was, was stupid. Like, I didn't think of that. But I thought of it enough. <laughs> I thought of it enough to think that we should have picked the teams that way. But why I should have compared the teams. It wouldn't have changed <laughs> anything for me. But all right. That's interesting, though. Uh, good pick. Thank you. All right, so now... And, by the way, the, in the Arizona thing, we said our thought was Arizona is more likely to be a top three pick than any of these teams to make the playoffs. So it, I, it's the upside isn't as high because the most points you can get is three, but it feels like a safe way to get on the board. And yeah. if only three or, three or so of these teams make the playoffs, then being on the board is something. If we only get one point because Arizona has yep. the third worst record in the league... We're pretty confident we're going to get at least one point with Arizona, and I really think one of the three one of the three groups here could end up with a zero. So you, you ever hear a Doth protest too much? I thought you wanted us to explain. No, our I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think it's 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 pretty convincing. Yeah, Basically, no one else. Might, none of these teams might. But they're, 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 it's going to be really hard. But I think one. You know, like. One of these teams is going to win the division, so that will jump Arizona. Um, and here's a dark horse to win the division. I'm going to go down the board. I'm taking the Chicago Bears in the second round. Holy oh, God. They camole. might end up on the low end. Wow. Holy camole. So what happens if they end up with the first pick? Does Fez O? He loses three. He loses three, yeah. Oh, good. I feel like you should lose more if it's the number one overall pick. <laughs> you, no, that's interesting. But then it gets too complicated. That should be like winning, the, be Super like winning the Super Bowl. No, it's that's, six that's points. The thing. If well, you get the bonus for winning the Super Bowl, you should get the maximum punishment if they have the number one overall well, pick. Well, the Chicago Bears have the worst record in the NFL in back-to-back years. That they, they, they should, What they do in soccer, they should dele- relegate them to um, the XFL. Just like the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, 
on Atlanta, the thing that might surprise people is the strength of schedule was 0.8 wins. One of the highest strength of schedule. So they have a very Cupcake. easy schedule. Yeah. Right. And that's going to be built in division. Do we have our division numbers, Mackenzie? Let's do part, it. Part, part of my method of the madness, I wanted this, okay? I wanted the Minnesota Chicago because I don't like the Packers. So if Detroit, if if, if Detroit, if, if Detroit fails, I'm going to get a division winner. That's where that's where I'm going for so this it. Is, this is our exact number. No, no. What I'm saying is, I'd like to see these numbers arranged by division. Yeah, that's what I'm putting together now. But yeah, I, I cool. So I'm basically attacking the NFC. North. That's an interesting strategy, and that was what my strategy. You're was. cornering the market on a division. Yes. But, yeah. Well, and but you can't with Detroit. But the theory is you got a chance at a division winner. That's at worst a four seed. Exactly. As long as Detroit underperforms, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm bullish or bearish on Detroit, and they should be the favorite. But should they stumble, I'm confident I'm going to get the division winner. Mm. So you're saying not Green Bay? Okay. Yeah. All right, so Mackenzie, I don't think we've done proper consideration of this element because they're all working at a higher level than us, and I don't like it. So (laughs) I'm going to talk this thing through. All right, so Carolina is a team we like, but they're in a cluster right now. But that seems to have a lot of division value potentially. Right, Mackenzie? I I guess he's not by his mic. Okay. Um, He's doing something else. I mean, for the printout. Okay, we also have the Steelers in the mix, but in theory, that's a tough division. Okay, okay. Because um, really, it's really just division, right? Because everyone has the same chance at the wild card. Yeah. And, and, and we got the toughness of the division built into the strength of schedule, so it's really the chance to win it is the question. All right, so we got our odds here to win it, so this will help. So right now, the Vikings have a uh, plus 275 chance. Or some would say even money plus then two seventy five more. Um, <laughs> the Bears. I got are, the list uh, ordered on the screen for you. Oh uh, no no take it down take it down take it down <laughs> take it down. Not why would we give them our list? Are you crazy? My bad. <laughs> Yale. <laughs> Did I seem nervous? I go take it down. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to grab Fez's head. I can't, I can't imagine head. you'd be nervous. You already told us we're up Shit's Creek. Wow. And then five minutes later, you said they're operating at a much higher level than us. And when it comes to this. But again, I'll quickly catch up. <laughs> Luckily, you talked about You've got it. a paddle with Shit's Creek. All right. So, Fez, that's interesting. So, you, effectively, they're about three. So, you're saying you got about a plus 150 chance to win that division. Yeah. Okay. Now... If I go with Atlanta, they ha- they're plus two. I mean, I think it's got to be Atlanta, right? McKenna? We have Atlanta. You can't take Atlanta. You took Atlanta? Yes. yes. They did. Oh, I was ma- I meant Carolina. I'm sorry. Yeah. Carolina. Yeah. 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 Let me think about that a second. Uh, it's not going to be. Ooh. Ooh. And by the way. Do we have two picks now? You have two picks in a row. Yeah. You're, the snake is oh, back to back is, for you. This is. Per- McKenzie, you came up with a good strategy here, bud. So I'm thinking, McKenzie, we got to go. Carolina's a no brainer, right? I agree. All right, I'm thinking Tennessee. Over New England? Yeah, because New England can't win the division. Right. Right? And then we know Tennessee can. Plus 375. Yeah, that's the lowest odds that we got left. Is that the lowest division odds? Of the left teams, because Falcons, mm-hmm. Vikings, all taken. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what we'll do. Tennessee and Vrabel, and then we got uh, Carolina. Well, we just knived some up some value there, buddy. 
I like one of those picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you don't like Tennessee. We, Tennessee was one of the teams that, like, we had four teams that we said we will not touch under any circumstance mm-hmm. because we could see them just as easily making the playoffs as finishing in the bottom three. You see Vrabel, like, being a, having one of the third worst teams? I could see it, yeah. All right, so real quick, this is worth doing. Uh, we'll explain how we got to that. They're projected to have 8.3 wins. Atlanta's 8.7. So, like, these are almost even teams. And here's the rationale. Fourth quarter win share last year was 50.3. All right, so that means they should have won 8.6 games. Their turnovers were almost e- no luck either way, so no adjustment. So their new uh, was still 8.6. Kevin Cole thinks they lost eight points in the offseason, eight points, which was effectively a quarter of a win. And the strength of schedule was right around break even. So 8.3, and it's right there. All right, who's next? Well, I'm going to stay consistent with my strategy of covering all the non-Detroit teams. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Now, I think you might be – that's interesting. I think you're going a little too heavy on this corner in the market. Detroit's going to be like 14-3, and and you're going to be all (laughs) – I could see Detroit being overhyped. I could see them And here's the thing. If somehow two of them – one of them is good for the division and one is maybe for a wild card, it's going to be difficult because if they're all good in in a weird way, you're inversely correlated. Yeah, but I don't need I don't need a bunch of winners here. This is this is the you type one, of contest one of I need to win the division. But if you get one wild card team out of that division, because you're still less than fifty percent to win the division, right? Because you were plus one fifty before. I think it's getting real close. Well, what's Detroit's odds of winning the division? They can't be. Oh, it's plus one seventy five. Plus one fifty five. One fifty five. So. I mean, I'm, I'm favored to be the division. The, the, well, there's a lot of Vegas. There's a lot of Vegas. There's there. a lot of it, but plus 155. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, I guess the Vegas, I guess being plus number doesn't move the minus. It moves the other. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so if the Lions don't win the division, he's got four points, which is it's a it's a good place to be. Okay. Who's and if next? The Lions do win the division, but I, the Packers could also like. Do you agree the Packers could also finish in the bottom three? Nah, because they've got too good of a home field. They're I, I think that their basement, the, the I, Packers are I a team was, like Pittsburgh. They're not going to fall off the cliff. I've got, um, and I think part of that is that the coaching staff is going to be under, they feel like this is a referendum on them because Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yes. If, they, if they can sneak in the playoffs, even get close, it's going to be like contracts all around. A middle cough, I think, was talking about that. By the way, we got Green Bay ranked 10th on this list. So, I mean, there are eight teams below them and nine teams above them. So they're right in the middle of – meaning that they're a little higher than people might think. Who's next? We are. Um, please please think out loud. We will go for our for our, this round. We will uh, uh, declare for the bottom, uh-huh. declare for the draft, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes. We will declare the Bucks bottom. So they're trying to corner the market. On on the bottom. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? You're next again. Yep. We're going to go. You know, we can pick the teams that someone picks for the bottom for the top, right? No. No, they're taken. No, they're off the board. No, they're yeah, they're off the board. They're off the board. It's no, the that Hold on a second. Let's think about this. It's never going to happen. Then why argue with it? Let's have it be Fine. an option. All right, it's right? an option. If yes. I want to go over, uh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. And I think it should be double point now. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Let's catch up to where we are. Let's. I think they call it a reset in radio lingo. Let's reset. 
Faz, who do you got? I have the NFC North other than de- the Detroit Lions. So the, you don't have the best team. That's right. I got the other three guys. All right. Boy, that was it. Did you give a lot of thought to this? I did. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, all right, Chicago. Okay. And who? that's it? That's it. Wow. You could get shut out. Um, who do you guys have? We have the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And then we have two teams that we declared to be in the bottom three in the Cardinals and the Bucks. All right. So you're figure you both are playing a very conservative game. Like you're trying to get a couple of points. You know, like the best even if you swept the bottom, you're getting three, two, and one. You know, it's nice. It's all right. Okay. All right, Arizona. Uh-huh. And the Bucks. Okay. We got the Bucks number 15. We got Arizona number 18. 3.3 wins. So you feel like Arizona has a good chance to be the worst. Yeah. And plus, I think they're motivated to be bad. Yeah. Oh, I do too. All right, Mackenzie. Now, remember, we can start deciding not to take teams. Yeah. Well, we're up again. It's our turn now. What, you're up again? No, we, no, we took both. Yeah. You haven't, oh, oh no, yeah. We, we haven't take, taken we our, second take our second pick Okay, yet. you're right. In yeah. the fourth round. <laughs> it's the first we, pick of the fourth round now. I, I hate these double picks. You <laughs> like it when it's your double yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Mm. I don't like that. Just it's a tough division, man. It is a tough division, but it the, the I feel like the Steelers have a better chance to win the division than some of the other teams in their grouping have what? of winning their division. What does that mean? So in like a, if you oh, look at the cluster, okay. the, their cluster which is Pittsburgh, Denver and the Giants. The Giants have almost no chance of winning their division. And I I'd argue the Broncos have almost no chance of win. I mean the two best teams play in their divisions. So the Steelers, I mean, Lamar gets hurt. Who knows? Uh, Joe Burrow gets hurt. Who knows? So, I, I, it, And did you know that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing never record? Never had a losing record. I've heard about that. At worst case, I think we're a net neutral on this. And course. I think nine wins could get you into the playoffs. Yeah. And at best case, we have one point with a wild card. Well, not at best case. But but there's no bad teams in that division. That's true. But you're right. But also, like the, the Tomlin thing makes us feel comfortable that there's there's almost no chance they can finish bottom three. Now, what's fascinating is the strength of schedule at Pittsburgh is actually break even. So even with they must have an easy schedule otherwise. Huh. Okay. It's our turn finally, or do you have nope, a nope, Fez's Fez. turn? Nope. Jesus. <laughs> in the fourth round with the second selection in the fourth round, Fezic Team Fezic is taking the Denver Broncos that have a very high upside. If they're Hall of Fame quarterback and figure out how to play the position. Hall of Fame He's never gotten an MVP pick. Or he will this year. You want to bet? No. Denver. You know they they, they now uh, – Fez and already, they, Fez and they, they already now vote, they, they now vote five deep. You know that. Mm. You know the trainer for the Buffalo Bills has more MVP votes in his history? <laughs> Fez and I already have a bet from a while ago. So what's the bet? On uh, the Broncos to win the division. I have the no. The Broncos will not win the division. And how much did you have to lay? Thirteen hundred to win two plus one hundred. Thirteen hundred to win two hundred. That the Broncos will not win the division. Plus six fifty. Or or minus six. Someone do the math. Yeah. You know, I hate a pet peeve since you said eighty percent of my comments are negative. Yeah. I hate when the when the, the the cockroach bookie won't give me eight to one on something and they give me fifteen to two. You know what? Stop with the fifteen to two nonsense. Well, because they they 
Are you arguing minus 800 versus minus 750? Yeah, I would want minus. Make it 8 to 1. Make it 750. Don't make it 15 to 2. It just makes it look like a bigger number for the unsuspecting public. Ooh, oh, you're protecting them, huh? Protecting. Denver Broncos. Okay. Back-to-back picks for you, RJ. All right. So, Mackenzie, we got to ask ourselves, do we want to start looking at the under? Or do we just accept that we're not in a great – Here, the only team I would consider for the under – I would consider Houston, but they're so motivated. They're so – with that crazy, crazy, crazy trade. And remember, it helps them this year. They're giving up stuff in the future. If you actually look at Kevin Cole's numbers, he thinks that they – that Houston has gained one and a half wins just in their offseason moves. Got a good – better in theory, a better quarterback, you know. I think if you look at our projections and then you look at the win total, there's a team that I would like better that we can get probably later uh, for the under, for the low pick. So what number is it on our rankings? 14. Okay. All right. I don't like that. So you're going to have to do it on the McKenzie version of this. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I just, here's my thing. Oh, I mean, we got to talk out loud like they said. Here's my thing. Like I said, here's my thinking. The Colts, he doesn't like the Colts. My thinking is they're going to play uh, the quarterback early, probably. Richardson. Richardson. And I think his running – let's look at Fields. Could Fields was a below-competent uh, thrower of the football last year. Whatever the cause of it was, lack of receivers, whatever, he ran exceptionally well. He threw the worst in the league, and it wasn't even close. Can we all agree to that? That's yes. Bermuda grass. Now, the, but the offense was pretty effective. I mean, I know they win three games, but it was a pretty effective offense. I, do we really think Richardson's less of a runner than Fields? Oh, yeah. Fields, no, Fields might be the greatest runner of all time. Well, there's nothing, to, there's nothing about – I mean, by – Richardson say, is as fast, well, no the, question. The scouts say he's a better runner. So really? I, yeah, but Fields wasn't considered to be that good of a runner, so in a way maybe it doesn't matter, meaning Fields has like exceeded his potential as a runner. I, I think, and I'm not a scout – but I think what Fields does that nobody else does is runs right up the middle. Well, but remember, and no Richard, other quarterback does. But that. Richardson's bigger and stronger than him. Yeah, but there's but that doesn't mean he's willing, what, he's going to be willing to run oh, right up the middle. Wow. I mean, we'll see. But what I'm saying is, I think that running quarterbacks have a high floor. They have a high yeah. floor, and I don't I don't see the Colts as one that can have a great year. I don't see them. They can have a horrible year. Okay, but I could be wrong. All right. I mean, I think Fields is a good example. He's five wins, 20 losses in two seasons, and he's outperformed expectations. If he yeah, was back down but, but, but to his expectations. There was a difference. They had misaligned interest because he came in before the coaching staff and the GM. Everyone got wiped out. In the first year, they were trying to sabotage him. And the fact he overcame that, now they're kind of getting behind him finally. But I think they were trying to – I mean, that's why everyone was betting against the Bears last year. It was like a sabotage. They were getting rid- they they traded away every good player they had. Colts aren't going to do that. Colts have had a new starting quarterback eight years in a row. This is going to be the eighth year. I feel like they're going to prefer continuity what's over the, what's success. The, what's the win total? Uh, six point seven. Fez, is that right? Six point six five. Spot on. All right. So why don't we just bet three hundred on it? And you can shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I was saying we can bet them. We can, we can pick them later. No, no. I'm saying let's just shut you up now. We'll bet three hundred on it and we'll move on. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. I'm going over. All right. Part of the reason I like this over a lot, actually, now that I'll tell the truth, is um, 
remember, the Colts were what coming into last year? 9.8? Yeah, co-favorites. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I mean, Tennessee. No, they weren't co-favorites, dude. Tennessee was like plus 180. Yeah, you're, yeah, they you're right. They flipped favorites you're right. during the summer, during the off The Colts became the favorite. And a big favor. Yeah. And so what's happened to this team? They had a quarterback they thought that would be good that wasn't. And what? Nothing. Meaning they haven't jettisoned anything. This was a team that was supposed to be win a division last year that now is just trading a quarterback that probably is better than Matt Ryan was. They sabotaged themselves last year with a horrible coach. They still were winning games. They still almost beat Minnesota. This is, this is like a, a borderline playoff team if they had the right quarterback. They don't, but it's not one of the worst teams in the league. What do you think, Fez? I think they're one of the worst teams in the league because well, I think— you want, a, you want a little piece of this? Because, yeah, I like under. I like—well, to be fair, I saw a tweet. Like, teams that start a first-round quarterback mm-hmm. in the draft are like 0-5-1 and if, if you bet their first year under. Okay. So it's under is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I'm, but I think, I'm, but how isn't it in the market right now where you've got the Colts at five point? The only teams worse than the Colts by the win totals are um, uh, Tampa Bay, Houston, Rams, and Arizona. Now, all baked in that oh five and one. All those other teams were lined around five and five and a half wins. They all went under. There were none of them were higher than six. Of, but but were any uh, well, this is the beauty of I mean you gotta here's the thing. For someone that says they don't like trends, that, that that seems like a very small sample size trend that you're like saying nothing else matters. Is if you just look at the roster other than quarterback. This I agree with. The, the other Colts? team stunk and the Colts are, are above average. An above average team. So if he plays horribly, this number's in play. If he plays but would you agree running quarterbacks generally have a higher basement? Yes. So we got a team that's pretty damn at least average with everyone else and a high ceiling first year quarter. I seems like a perfect storm for an over a low number. However, uh-huh. here I actually think that what's going to happen is that they're going to view this as a long-term project Mm-mm. and their running quarterbacks going to be throwing interception after interception because they're going to try to have him be a passing quarterback. They got too much money in all the contracts that they That's a good point. All right, so we got 300. All right. Colts baby. It's Colts your pick? No. No. no, no, no. Focus. This is an over under pick. RJ likes over six and a half, and six and, a half. six and a half. You get even money, I think, because it's like six it's points. Five, it's five point three. No, no, the that, Colts, that's our number. The no, the the the, the, the current number is six point six five. Is right. the marketplace 6. number six point six five? That the, seems kind of high. That's the current season win number. So you have the same number in two different spots. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Don't ever do that again. Gotcha. Why, why would you put the same number in two spots? So you could compare it to the win total in last eh, year's wins. No, no, no. Because it's confusing. Um, oh God, six. I don't know. I agree. I like over five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Mackenzie, let's look at these division odds. So why don't you just give me the odds for the remaining teams? New England. Eight to one. Eight to one. Okay. Uh, let's go with the Raiders. 11 to one. Let's go with the Giants. Plus 575. All right. So even money plus than 575 more. Okay. <laughs> Washington. 10 to 1. Whoa. Holy camoly. That makes your bet seem good against me, Scott. Remember, mm. we went heads up and whatever. We laid a game or whatever. Wow. But oh, look at this. Ooh, our adjusted wins say, I'll tell you guys Giants 6.8, Washington 6.7. And you're laying a game. 
and giving me plus money. <clears throat> it's kind of like McKenzie with Phoenix. <laughs> okay, so NFL draft. We got a couple games left. Well, picks left, I guess. We got two. So, McKenzie, where you, where's your head at if you were picking? What would you want? I feel like we have a lot of options when we go low where we're not really differentiating. I see one team that I want to go high on left. Who's, who is that's it? the Patriots. All right, so let's do Patriots for sure. And then we got one more, right? Yeah. All right. So, huh. I think we do something interesting here and get Scott a little peeved off, maybe. You think Giants? Just take it from them. Now, who picks next? Fez. Fez does. Fez, are you taking the Giants if I don't take them? Yes. <laughs> you will? I will. Well, that was easy. Are you committed to that? Yes. Because I was going to try to sell the Giants to Scott. But you well, want the Scott Giants. doesn't pick next. Now, I, Scott, Scott could try to negotiate no, so something. You, so you want the Giants? Yeah. Can I trust you on that? Do you think that would be in my best interest to lie to you? For a, like a crummy five hundred dollar entry fee and have you, you pissed lie. off at you me can, with no, and not I give me your NBA winners so you can kick an ass with. I would I wouldn't be pissed if you, if you <laughs> did some games. I need the NBA. Apparently that was the case in. Um, get the people teaming up against us, Scott. I'm mm-hmm. hooked on Look the chicken, AJ. Who was it? That, I just heard that there was a, a a team in the NFL that was doing trades, but they ha- you had to tell them who you wanted, hmm. and like no one's ever done that, but he, they forced people to tell them. So it was someone that traded with the Colts. Who would have traded down with the Colts? Oh, I can't remember. They did that in draft day. Kevin Costner said, we're taking Bo. We're taking him. If you don't trade, we're taking him six. Apparently, they don't do that. Like, they, that's an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. But someone did. And was it, it Minnesota? No. But it was, who, who traded down with Buffalo? Because Buffalo traded up, right? Yep. Who was it? Um... You know something? Part of the reason I like New England, Mackenzie, is I, I'm down on the Bills this year. So I think they have a chance. Oh, Commanders. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. apparently they were doing that. Um, all right. I think the Giants, right, Mackenzie? Well, let's do it. Now, here's the question. Do the Giants have a better chance? We got them projected at 6.8 wins. Do they have a better chance to make the wild card or be in the – they're not – Dayball is not going to be in the bottom three. All right, Giants. All right. I tell you who is going to be in the bottom three, and that is going to be the god-awful Houston Texans. They're going to play hard all year long. They're still going to finish bottom three. I'll take Houston with a draft pick on Houston. What happened to the Giants? The Giants. took the Giants. The Giants. (laughs) So, Fez, you just took the Texans as a bottom team. I did. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad that RJ took the Giants because I want no part of that third third most difficult schedule in the NFL this year. So, I, I think so that, that's interesting. You're you're going by the mistaken belief of last year's winning percentage, correct? Sure. We go by Vegas win totals. Mm. We've got the Giants actually with a break uh, right down the middle schedule. By I, the way, think, I think you're a net neutral with the Giants. They're not going to be bottom three. You're not going to get a point for the playoffs. One project that I'm going to do in the NFL, mm-hmm. so it's topical, is that I'm going to tweak because everyone correctly bases it now upon this your strength of schedule based upon your opponent's season win numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tweak it based upon power ratings. So, by oh. example, if you play the Atlanta Falcons, that's a below-average team that's going to be rated as an average team so, by everyone else. So here's the, I think there's a better move. 
and we can talk about it next week. I think what you do is you adjust the strength of schedule for the um the strength of schedule. I think you got to go a second level with it. Oh, for the situation also. Well, no, but what I'm saying is is uh, so right now we're saying the win total for so and so is 9, right? And we're acting like but how tough is their schedule? Drives that win total exactly. So you should. So if we just, if you just do one extra adjust, go one ply back or whatever they call it, and make an adjustment, it could be upward. Like for example, Atlanta's win. Uh, Atlanta's win total is eight point. Or I'm sorry, the actual win total is what eight now. Eight, yeah. Eight. But they have point eight games in which they have a, a really easy strength of schedule. So really, what should you consider when you do that work on that? That they have an 8 or they have a .72, really? 7.2. Yeah. Yes. So, so to me, that's yeah, just, better than power ratings. Exactly. But it's the same thing. Well, no, because that means your power ratings are as sharp as the market, which at this time of um, year. Well, I should say the market power rating. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Which, so we're on the same page. Oh, yes, yeah, 7. I agree 2. with that. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Sounds we'll, like you've already done it. So, well, no, but yeah. we'll do a release on that and uh, yes. do some promotion around it. Okay. Because we're the only ones that will do that. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Well, if no one's listening, but you know, mm. few people are. All right. Speaking of that, we, we, we're going to talk about, we had, you know, you guys already heard it because we did at the beginning of the show, but that is exciting stuff for sure with the uh, podcast rankings. But um, who's next? Let's go. Uh, we'll go with the LA Rams. And we're, you know, obviously scraping the bottom of the barrel here. You going low or high? Uh, we're going high. Like, we're going to make the playoffs. Holy camoli. Uh, but. Holy camoli. Are you serious? But uh, they won't be the worst team in their division. So it feels like it's safe. They're not going to be the one of the bottom three teams. They, they, they could be. The Can you give me two to one on worst team in the division? They're they, plus 225 to, to make the playoffs. Who's got that? DraftKings. Wow. I like to. Can you bet no on that? Yeah, the no, the no is uh, minus two sixty five. Shut that. That's good. I think that's a good bet. Good bet. It's the best bet I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard better bets. I don't really. Uh, Phoenix twelve, 12 Phoenix twelve to one to win the Pacific Division. Wow, that was nice. All listen, right. li- listen. <laughs> we have the Rams is the second worst team in the NFL. I mean, let's just go through this. This is interesting. So last year they should have won thirty two percent, thirty three percent of their games. They didn't have a quarterback last year. Oh, what well, we're adjusting for it. I mean, again, maybe our system's flawed. I'll walk through. I it. think we'll, that this guy named Stafford that played some games. Five point six barely. Five point six wins is what was projected from last year. Uh, turnovers were nothing, like a, a tenth of a win. And then uh, the new is now five point five wins expected. And Kevin Cole has downgraded them 34 points. 34 points. And uh, that's a full game and change. So they project out the 4.3 wins. Well, they have a, their total is 7.5. So if you want to bet the under, it's minus 145. Bet See, the under 7.5 for a zillion. I don't think that's So accurate. right now it's 6.5, right? I'm, yes. I'm looking at a sports book right now. 7.5. Seven seven it's seven and a half minus one twenty. I trust them more. All right, bet, so this is under. this is interesting. So this seems like a real sharp square divide because you're talking like DraftKings. Mm-hmm. This is perfect, Faz. We should be moving. Oh on yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, right yeah, now. All right, so um, yeah, it seems to me on this Rams, we're seeing a very clear sharp square divide, and I am anti-Rams, but I will say this. Here's what's interesting. I actually think when the this settles, what do you think this closes? Rams win total, right before kickoff. So seven. Right, 
Oh, God, I don't think. No, I think it closes like maybe 6.1 is my guess. What Ooh. are you thinking? Yeah, no one's going to bet the Rams. They're, the wheels are going to come off. The Sharps are going to go under. I'm not sure. I, like 6.1 or 6, I might like the Rams. Hmm. It's like I, I certainly like the under. It's, here's why. It seems like McVay, who's kind of Hollywood, right? It seems like he's really committed to this rebuild. They drafted like what was it, like 18 rookies, and it's like it's like going to be like an incoming freshman class. Mm. I think there's going to be a real camaraderie. Remember, the Rams played pretty good at the end of the year when they had like third string quarter. Remember, they won with Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. on one day. So I think in a way, McVay's looking at this as a chance to show his bona fides. So I think they're going to play hard. I just think they don't have enough. To, I mean, what's your sense of um, the quarterback situation? I mean, my sense is that Stafford is going to – play as much as he can physically i, I think it, for when everything did, when did he get hurt so bad last year but his i elbow he was, was hurt coming in his elbow hurt up. coming into the year yeah yeah detroit knew he was damaged goods when they got well that was a good trade yeah. for them wasn't it it was a good, good trade, trade for the rams for yeah they won a super bowl yeah you're right except man you're right and that answers all questions but boy that could have went a hundred different ways sure and what kind of disaster well it'd be like the bills in a way like, you know <laughs> All right, so I think we got our picks in, right? Uh, we got one we, more we round, got last round. Mm-hmm. Scott, what are you thinking? We've uh, we've discussed a couple teams. I mean, here. All these what teams are ugly. Yeah, there's no uh, fun picks to make now. I'd say of the remaining teams. So remaining are Washington, mm-hmm. Vegas, Indy. Houston's been taken. Yep, yep. Fez took them for the l- under. Uh huh. I feel like Vegas is the I, I least likely like, not to finish bottom Yeah, three. I feel like we're just going to go quarterback-wise with these three teams, and Garoppolo is the most bettable quarterback yeah. of the three. They might be a they might be a top-10 draft pick, but they won't be a top-three draft pick. So yeah, we'll, we'll go Raiders. We'll, we'll go safe and take the Raiders. Well, and I will stay consistent with fading Richardson, who I think if he does run a lot, yeah, Indy could absolutely have a decent year. I don't think it's going to run nearly what he should run. I'm going to take Draft pick Indy to do poorly. Ooh, I like that. Okay, I thought you liked them over. I that's why I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mackenzie, I'm surprised we're going to take the last pick, but I think Washington has a chance to make the playoffs, and they have no chance of being in the bottom three. You agree? You're not worried about Sam Howell? No. One start in his career? No. Washington. There. Listen. The co- wa- Rivera's wa- job. Washington. Up. up yeah. Up. yeah. Rivera's job's on the line. Right, you think he's going to start a guy with a, with the new ownership group that that he doesn't think is good? They believe in this guy. No, especially not after they brought in Bianami breathing over his shoulder. Yeah. All right, I have a. I want to do a little. So we're done, right? I have a proposal. I'm interested in purchasing a team. Um, and you guys took them at the very end. And I don't think you care much about them. I'm interested in the Raiders. What? what let, let's think about this. So you have 500 at risk. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the, your 500 do you think the Raiders represent? Meaning, like, what's your equity in the Raiders? What's your chance of winning money with the Raiders? Pretty small. Obviously. Pretty small, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 50 cents? Nah, what are you thinking? I don't know, Scott, what do you think? I mean, having one so, less... Wait, you want to just purchase this? You don't want to trade? No, I like all my teams. Uh, I'm just saying, if you were close to not picking it, mm-hmm. why not pick up, put a you know, ten bucks in your pocket? Well, how interested would you be in a trade? 
Well, what do you what do you want to trade? Hmm. Seattle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seattle was my bills. Like you had the bills last. Year. How much did you wager for your first overall selection? Hmm? How much did you? Twenty-one dollars. Twenty-one dollars. So how about this? Mm-hmm. Raiders mm-hmm. and five dollars <laughs> for the Giants. When we say five dollars, do we mean five hundred dollars? No, I mean part of that twenty-one <laughs> that you wagered that you risked to have the number one pick. I'll buy five of that off of so you. So you want the Giants, and you're going to give me the Raiders. And $5 of your 21 that you bid on for the number one overall well, that's, pick. That's like fixed cost 101. That's irrelevant. No, it's, it's a, a sweetener. It, it, it's irrelevant, but th- this money's new money, right? So it doesn't matter about the 21. Yeah, exactly. But it kind of does because I'm going to try to get them up. You know, you're <laughs> right. No, because here's the thing Fez will help us understand. Fez, my instincts here is that the odds are – one point that you could get or two from one of these bottom feeders isn't going to make the difference. So not only do they have to make the playoffs, so what's the odds of the Raiders making the playoffs? 25%, 30%? Probably 20%. All right, so 20% chance, and the chances are they'd be a wild card team. So let's say they average two, two. points. Yeah. So, so they're, the, they're worth 0.4 points. Point, and that 0.4 has to make the difference between yes. only two other teams. So, But what, this is what you're not thinking about mm-hmm. here. Is look at AJ and and mine's perfect team, where we have a diverse portfolio where we don't have two. Are we teams, talking a hypothetical or this draft? We don't have two teams conflicting with our ideals here. Whereas you have the Giants and Washington. What ideals are you talking about? Meaning, you. <laughs> The odds of the Giants and Washington both making the playoffs. So you're saying Fez was an idiot for the complete of the market that he completely did. he wasted three picks. Because only one of them is probably going to make the playoffs. And the other two are going to get zeros. That's all it's going to take is for one of them to win the division. Hi, let's make this simple. Make it $10, and I'll con- I-, I will give it – I will answer within 30 seconds if you make it 10 Seven fifty. <laughs> nope. $10 in 30 seconds, you'll have an answer. AJ? I, I, they're the same to me. I don't care. I feel like okay. neither one of them has a chance to win the division, and neither o- one of them can finish bottom. So three. then we're okay staying put with our team? That's fine with me. All right. Then we're okay staying put with our team. Seven fifty. <laughs> that listen, we live in a different world now, right? <laughs> that, was, that was yesterday's that was, price. That was yesterday's offer. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> that offer's gone. This is a straight up trade now. If you want it, I'll take it straight up. Straight up, Giants Raiders. Yeah. You got it. All right. Here's why, Mackenzie. Check this out. Our projections say the Raiders have a seven point five is their, their projected wins. We've got the Giants at six point eight. Okay. I know. I thought I thought we were gonna yeah. pay five dollars. Now here's the thing. Neither Forget of them have $5, a, now, the thing that might confuse you is you say, well, wait a minute. The Raiders aren't gonna beat Kansas City. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? The Giants, Giants would have to beat, beat Dallas and Philadelphia. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. So now the question is who has a better chance at the wild card? Now, what I didn't calculate was the NFC against the AFC, though. Hmm. But still. I'm a Vegas guy. I should have got a dollar out of that shit. All right. We good? <laughs> so let's re- let's recap. And I want everyone to tell us after who they think has the best portfolio. Steve, you want to start, Faz? Yeah, I got Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, and Denver. And I am fading. I want these teams to do badly. Houston and Indianapolis. Hmm. But you put a lot of your eggs into the basket of fading. 
No, the, the, these guys did the same. They got two faders also. I got to be honest with you, and I'm being sincere. And this is my fifth and sixth round picks also. Yeah, I'm being honest with you, and I'll be sincere. I strongly believe that you have by far the worst. Hmm. Because I believe that Indianapolis, well, I, I guess it gets down to this. I think Houston is hyper motivated. I think Indianapolis is hyper motivated. These guys are pretty smart. Tampa Bay's looking to lose. And we know Arizona's looking to lose. I think the Rams was a mistake. Who did the Rams? That was us. Yeah, that was us. Yeah. But you went over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We didn't take them to be the bottom three. All right. Go ahead. Give us your. Uh, We're going to do ours. Arizona to be in the draft, to be be a top three Mm -hmm. pick. Uh, Atlanta high. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay draft. Yeah, you got some good ones down below. Uh, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Rams. And now the Giants. The Rams is what might screw you because they, they could end up in the bottom three. They could. And the Giants. Okay, Mackenzie, read ours. We have no draft picks. We all we are all high. Seattle, Tennessee, Carolina, the New England Patriots, the Raiders now, and the Commanders. So all Jacksonville has to do is, is stumble and we win the division. Yep. Unless the, unless the Colts win it because they're or in the it. Texans. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's sweet. I mean – Atlanta could win the division. Oh, for sure. For no, sure. that's NFC South. Though. He's talking about the AFC South. I was talking about oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, AFC yeah. South. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just looking at ours. We got New England, who is, what, 50-50 to get a wild card? No. I think right in that range. We got them at eight points. They're, They're live. Their division. They're live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this a second. Who's got the real division? You know what we should do, McKenzie? Now, Fats, how would you do this? We want to look at the play or the we could look at division odds. And look at playoff odds, and we can extract out the division chances from the playoffs, and we would actually have a number on both uh, on on each team, but two numbers. Yeah. So if you and you could say you could assign it if you win the division, you're expected to get I I would guess three points, and if you make a wild card, oh not three points, you got to get a minimum of four. So really, it would be four. If four is too low, you have to go five, right? You'd have to yeah, assume you if you won't always be the fourth. You yeah, won't. so maybe four point eight, mm-hmm. and say if you make the wild card, then well, that's easy. You just just assume two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. four point eight for a division win, two points for a wild card, mm-hmm. and you could, like you said, you could chop it up with the division odds, playoff odds, and the difference being the odds that then you're a wild card. Yeah, we could just really get a, at least by the yeah. betting market. Yeah. Now, how the top three or the three draft choices, we just go by win total and do a distribution. I mean, I guess a distribution on it. Yeah. Okay. I tell you this. If you guys didn't have the bottom two, I feel pretty good. But I think that bottom two could – I mean, it's going to be potential- – It just felt like, like Arizona, well, Arizona being in the bottom three – is more likely than any of these teams making but, the playoffs. But they did opinion. use their first-round draft choice on them. First or second didn't matter. It, yeah, we, had it was the, we had the snake. We had the back-to-back. They yeah. used their second-round draft yeah. choice on them. <laughs> what do you think, McKenzie? How you feel? What, what what do you dislike the most about our stuff? Washington. I think that could, that could go real south real badly. Maybe I just have Why, a, But because the Shanahan's have a problem I, with it. I will it's always new, hate uh, it's the Washington owner. football team. It's a new owner. Prove but, it. <laughs> well, I think there was a seven billion exchange, so I'm pretty sure. Um, what else? Oh, uh, that I don't like um... about anyone's. Say something interesting. Who do you think blew it here, McKenzie? I think the Lions win the division. 
I think they're poised. Yeah, Fez isn't very good. So you're going to bet this. So we should. I should go out and bet the Lions plus one fifty five to win the division because well, you're like saying. Like if I had to bet one bet on a division, I bet it might be them at plus one fifty five. It's a good point. Maybe that's maybe I should do that to to you know go ahead cover and, your ass. Yeah, I mean the well, fact hedging out the nickel. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I, I, but I, 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 hey, if it's a plus EV bet, I'll absolutely no, hedge out nickels. Sure. Yeah, but it, but that's it does when seem it does. Work. You know what? It does feel like 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 you're saying, oh, Fez, You know, your teams aren't going to win the division. It's like, well, if we really feel that, maybe we discovered a really good bet bet in Detroit to win the division. See, I'm interested to see the way that Detroit moves because the more I hear about their draft, they like a lot of people like what they did after the first round. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. I will say this. When we made our Seattle bet, the Rams were above us, and the and the Rams were like what plus two seventy five, and we were five to one. So I feel pretty good. Seattle is like lording on top, right? Sure, now. plus two twenty five. So is that the current number? Mm-hmm. So who, um, Fez? Who do you think has the best chance to make the Super Bowl beyond Seattle? <laughs> beyond Seattle. Oh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, the projection's so high. Oh, Minnesota does. You think? Yeah, I mean. Now, what do you think about Minnesota? They got Justin Jefferson. He's God. What do you think about Minnesota being number seven on our list of these teams? I think that certainly last year they did not play up to snuff and the defense was poor. But, you know, defense. When they went 13-4, and four, they didn't play up to snuff? I'm just, yeah, they're a 500 team. We talked about that. Yeah, fourth quarter uh, win share, nine wins. Um, but the, the bottom line, you're, you, you know, no, no, RJ, you're like, defense is much less predictive than offense. And Minnesota certainly has an offense. I have every confidence that their offense will be quite good. I tell you, though, Cousins started dropping off last year. It, it happened behind, like, it's in the numbers, but he had one of his worst, or his worst season in like five, six years. Worst season in Minnesota, but his, his what, stats. What did he rank in QBR? Um, was he borderline top ten? I mean, I don't know if you still have it up, McKenzie, or have it from last year. But no, I'm just saying everyone that that really dug into the Bayesian projections, mm-hmm. all about, it said you know this is not one of his because they were winning so much. There was he was this, 23rd in QBR. Oh wow! Yeah, so I, mean, I didn't pay much attention. At was the that end. age? I don't know because if it wasn't age, if it was random, it was random. You hey, know, wasn't it sure. December where I was telling you how mediocre Minnesota was? Isn't, isn't it interesting? And now I'm like, now I'm like, oh, yeah. but they're 13 wins. They got the potential. People's overreacted to. And it. they're also saying they don't know if Dalvin Cook's going to be on the wrong. Monster week one. Well, I don't think he's gonna. Uh, isn't he being let go? Or like they didn't resign him, right? Am well, I no, I'm the saying wrong person. Or, no, Dalvin Cooks. He's signed for this year, but they 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 talked about trading him on draft day. He wants a new deal. Nothing came from it, but yeah, there's discussions that he he just won't he won't be playing week one. So the GM for Minnesota has a a, a very challenging name. Is it, is it Ziggy Wolf? No. Oh, Ziggy wasn't the challenge. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, you can yeah. Quasi oh. Yes. What's challenging about that, RJ? Quincy Adolfamenza. What country is he from? The United States of America, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He's a Nigerian. Oh, is that right? (laughs) He's a Jersey guy. (laughs) Yeah, but he he was a finance guy, and he's hype. yep. Hype, all right. Enough. Hyper (laughs) analytical. When he gets going, he gets going. Hyper analytical. And what was that, like Princeton, like you were like scoffing at it? Not everybody can go to you. Do you do you hit the mic every time you talk on purpose? I just try to slow down the podcast so all the attention. But what I'm on saying me. is, like, like see, see <laughs> any if, chance I can get. See if you if, if it sounds a lot like you. I'll be you and ask me a question. What's up, RJ? Um, no, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Because that's a good microphone, so it didn't pick up on that side. 
<laughs> it's like you smack the mic like you're beating up your like a girlfriend you're mad at or something. Jeez. Gently, exactly. If he came in in a, in a like a wife, you know, one of those wife beaters, I'd be like, okay, he hates his mic, not his wife. <laughs> He's not married. He hates his mic. This damn how I'm sick of you. All right. How many will we hit the mic over under three and a half times? How many more times will you go to him? Well, we got to talk NBA with him. But he'll probably be on this mic. He'll hit that mic. This mic you don't have to touch. Like it's it's just right in your face. And Kwasi Adolfo Mensa is actually Ghanaian. I apologize. Yes. Racist. Anyway, I they, just assumed they did, they didn't make a lot of trades when they typically do. And there's talk that this Cousins thing that this might be a down year. They might be taking this as a owl. Not hmm. saying they're going to try to lose, but like this is a what do they call that? A slow re or um. Partial rebuild. Or yeah. whatever I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much, maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink, and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between 2 and 6 NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. All right, let's shift to NBA. I have one more question. Go ahead. Were you upset about Pittsburgh? You getting them? Yeah. No. I, I'm actually a little pessimistic on Pittsburgh, and here's why. A little bit. All the Kenny Pickett trend line stuff, I don't see it as clearly as other people do. I, he got better the second half of the year. I just don't know how much better, right? 
if he if he if he takes a jump, that defense is good. And I thought they had a hell of a draft. But again, I don't believe in that all that much. But I like they got the position left tackle. They got a good D tackle. You know, I like they got the cornerback. I like the positions. Um if you look back to Pittsburgh's lucky wins, this goes back to Big Ben's hurt year. When they were eight and eight, they had like three wins that they were I mean, like they shouldn't, I mean, like punt return, touchdown. Mm-hmm. And they've done that now year after year after year. I got a feeling just the whole roster is a little overrated because of that. Now, you could say year after year after year, maybe that's them. That, but I don't know if there's teams that can do that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. But I don't think it was a bad pick. I mean, because there's zero chance they can be bottom three. I agree with that. Like they felt like the, uh, one of the safest the defense, picks. Yeah, because they got a good corner. I mean, yeah, I think like, they felt to me like them in New England felt like the teams you could pick and you knew. Yeah. There's no way they're going to be Seattle, bottom three. Seattle, yeah. Well, I knew Seattle. Like, yeah. But I, I'm more New England and Pittsburgh. Like, what are the odds they win their division? Pretty slim. What are the odds they finish bottom three? Zero. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, with Ravens, I mean, this is, I would say the worst team in the north of the AFC is probably the best fourth team. But I mean, I'll maybe, agree. but maybe New England. All right. Yeah. I think I'd rather have the Or, the, or, right or the, what about the Raiders? And I see, I think the Raiders are a little, I mean, at least on our projection, Pittsburgh's at 8.2, Raiders are 7.5. So I mean, it's a, you know, okay. And, and New England's at 8.4. So, but Raiders, uh, compared to the Giants, you know, it was 7.5 versus 6.8. But again, NFC's easier. So it's interesting. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I would take the Steelers over the Patriots, though. <sighs> yeah. I, boy, I mean, those we divisions did. are tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's a sense that the Buffalo's unbeatable. So, in a way, that is like a fortress. All right. Well, listen, this is not official. Because we can trade the next week, but we will tell you next week. And the trades will be live on air. I doubt there'll be any, but there might be. All right, Fez. Now, I want to talk about, let's be candid. Is domination the word when it comes to my NBA handicapping recently? I, think your I third, knew this where he was going as soon as he said, let's be candid. I think you're, four, <laughs> you're 14 and 2. And judging by the uh, volume of the envelope, I just dropped you off. Uh, Little, ask, uh, what did they say on The Sopranos when he goes, I like greens? When he, uh, <laughs> as, like, uh, I swear to God, it looked like Fez handed him a brick wrapped yeah, in paper. Yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was going to say, "There's a little taste." <laughs> My goodness, a little taste. You know what's funny though? That's like, that's our salaries, right? Well, there, the interesting Scott. thing <laughs> is that that is indeed the term that's used as a brick. You know what's funny though? When I hold like you know, this is a nice. There's something visceral. I remember when I was a kid. This is the truth. So I was batting 220 when I was 14. It was crazy. 15, 15, and I I was batting like nickels. When I moved to Vegas, so it wasn't much growth between, you know, when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Where, but I had a heater when I was in college. I won twenty. The market was easier back. Then. I mean, this would have been early nineties. I won betting nickels a game. I won twenty eight k in like three weeks. It was crazy, and I had twenty eight k in hundreds sitting. You know, I was still living with my parents in the summer in between college. And it was stacked up, and I sat there and go, I love this. I, like, yeah. It was like a visceral yeah. reaction to mm-hmm. it. And I, I actually bought a house, and it's funny with the house. My grandfather, who this would have been, again, now we're moving to the middle 90s when I bought the house. So I was a little, I guess I would have been right out of college when I won the big chunk, is 
He thought, so this was the middle 90s. He thought that it was 1967. So the prices were like, you know how it is people get stuck in a certain time and that's mm-hmm, the price. Mm-hmm. He had 1967 was his prices, right? So if he went to the Dairy Queen and it was three bucks for a blizzard like it was that, he'd be like, I remember it was 50 cents, you know, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> so our neighbor, his name was Mr. Kroll, because I want to give him credit for this. He was a neighbor of ours for a long time. He had a house. And he knew, you know, my family would buy, you know, they, my dad was a coal miner, but they would buy real estate and try to have rentals. And, you know, my grandfather, when he died, had like eight rentals and he bought every one and built it up. You know, it was a great thing. I mean, he loved it. And I, I, I was proud of him. And I wanted, I never had a house. So I said, you know, I never bought one. I wanted to buy one and like be like them. Right. And I had the money. So Mr. Crow says, I hear you're looking. Let me show you this place that we just inherited. It had pee, pee all over the, but it, the, the root of it was good, right? It had all the cosmetic stuff was the problem. They, they say, um, I go, how much you want? He goes, 25. So this is back in the 90s and it's, it's uh, you know, a small town. We're walking out. My grandfather goes, take it. He goes over my shoulder. He like whispers it to me, but he says it with, and I go, oh shit, I know this is the best deal ever. Because <laughs> this would have been a good deal in 67. <laughs> So, um, but here's where Mr. Crow did a great thing. I knew enough to put a hundred bucks down. They called earnest money. Yep. Right? So I said, I want, you know, but I negotiated him down to 22.5. So I, we got it for 22.5 and I put down a hundred right there. Like literally three days later, someone went and offered him 35 for it. Now he could have, uh, we would have sued him, but how would that went? But he said, he took the 22.5. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I, you know, it was great. You know, so. And what I, happened to that house? I still got it. I rented it out back there. No shit. Yeah. It's probably worth like 100 now. So, it's, yeah, it went well. How I mean, much was, it, what'd you have to put into it to like get it Well, level? that was the other good deal. My grandfather spent like two months that summer fixing it. Hmm. I'd, wow. bring him, I'd bring him like Pepsi. <laughs> When's the last time you saw the place? Oh, I mean, I haven't been back since COVID. So, yeah. My mom takes care of it. But the, um, the nice thing is... Uh, when when he last thing on it when he needed he didn't do at the time he was already like almost eighty so well, I guess seventy five um, he still worked like crazy but he didn't want to do any heavy work which was smart so me and buddies of mine like Matt Lowe guy I mentioned before we'd go down there and, you know tear out things and like you know stuff that didn't take any intelligence because I wasn't a good fixer upper guy and then he and uh, it was fun but he did all the it might have cost me like. Three thousand to fix it. Damn. You know, it would have been like his work would have been. You know, so he he actually built like four houses from. Well, he, last thing, him and my my dad and my grandfather spent three years building the house I grew up in. So we were living in one of his rentals when I was born, and, and I in Belair, where Joey Galloway's from, right next door to where I grew up, and Ohio, and I don't remember. Franklin Street was the name of the street, but it was a bad area then. But he had a rental up there. We lived there. But my dad spent three years where he worked in the mine. And then on the, that night, him and my grandfather would go down. And my grandfather worked at Wheeling Pittsburgh Steel. So it was like they were doing hard work, right, both of them. And they'd go put like four hours in hmm. on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Th- then on Saturday, Sunday, they'd do 10 hours. Wow. And they did it like for three years because my dad didn't want, you know, old school, he didn't want any um, mortgage, so he only bought stuff as he made the money. So he'd get his check from the mine, mm. buy stuff, and and we had, at the, you know, a, one of the nicest houses at the time because it was brick and it was all, they, they all did it. But they, my grandfather would always say, so my grandmother and my mom would come down with pasta and they'd eat it on the sawhorses. So they'd put like, ply, you know, plywood on the sawhorses to eat. And that's kind of nice. Oh, last thing. 
I was like four when they were doing this, but I liked the hammer stuff. And my grandfather, about once a year, would say for years later, he goes, see that wall? That's never coming down. You put so many little nails in there. <laughs> but I was putting little two-inch nails, and there was like a two-by-four, so it wasn't even getting down. It wasn't down. even going through, yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, Fez, speaking of things, let's talk about my uh, more about my money. You know what's funny about that, Phoenix, Fez? After game one, somehow it went where like the line, it was like the Nuggets were laying like five at home. How was it that they're laying five at home? And and somehow I got with home court, I got plus 180. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, we with the odds makers, how they opened this game four. You know, I actually was, I was very what, proud of game this game handicap. We talking about? Game five, mm-hmm. Phoenix at Denver. So game two, Denver was laying four, and I gave this out, and it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. So game two, um, terrible spot for Denver. They win game one. Sure. Oh, okay, okay. Game, game two, two, terrible two. spot. Yeah. Zigzags against them. They're laying four points, okay? They win easily. They blow out Phoenix. Then games three and four, competitive games mm-hmm. in Phoenix, fourth quarter, Phoenix prevails. Some would say that the owner you know, affected the game in a tan- material way. Well, when you like illegally hold on to the ball yeah. to disrupt fast breaks, they're like, okay, so now we fast forward to game five. So we have a comp. We had the game two comp where mm-hmm. the line was four when it was the world's greatest spot for Phoenix, all right? And the line was four. But at that point, we had, didn't see Phoenix win two. So you, Phoenix probably gets upgraded a third of a point or yeah, half fine. a point. Yeah, it's fine. But then Chris Paul's injured. So now, so now So now it gets downgraded half a point. Called it off. Yeah, called, it all pushes. But now it's, so, so now game five, the, the odds makers open up minus four. But now it's the world's greatest spot for Denver coming back home to altitude off back-to-back close losses. And here's the key, short rest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one, one, it's one game in, day in between, right, McKenzie? That's right. So what that's I was, huge. So what I was saying, so, so from the comps, I'm like, it, I'm like, you, the four is clearly wrong. It has to be at least a point higher. Now we start to base. Should it be five. Should it be six and a half. I don't know. So what's but the it can't number? be four. Well, the game's already over. The game closed six and a half. Oh, it closed. Okay, closed six and a half. And they, all the money. This was one of those cases where literally every twelve hours the line went up half a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, listen, betting the, the the opener or the early numbers is the ticket. The line gets sharper. We know that much. So, good job. I mean, I agree. Um, AJ was on that one as well? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this is, it's funny though, Fez. When I, so, how would you characterize how my NBA has been going with you? 73%. I mean, it's been like I had a on fire. Like I have a crystal ball. You, you literally the games that you lose are really close, and the games that you win are rock and cheer. I think winners. I've only lost one. I lost a parlay when we had Golden State on the money line and and against the Lakers this last or the last game. Yeah, the, the only thing, the only other loss I believe was we had oh the, the Jimmy buckets. Jimmy Buckets had one big game that oh, we were oh, playing well, against him. Oh, okay. That was we're like, going back like two three, weeks. Yeah, three, we're going back two weeks. Yeah, it was the Cle- the same time we did the Cleveland battle. Okay. Yes. Um, and that's it. And and I've been paying parlays. I've been I've been telling you like second quarter, first quarter, second quarter. Yeah. We had we swept. We had like a first quarter winner, second quarter winner, game winner. You know, three hundred, three hundred, three hundred. So is it fair to say you've won thousands for my picks? Oh yeah. You think maybe text me, hey, I really like this, <laughs> really like this Nuggets. You want a little uh, piece of this go. juicy four? There you go. I'm, I'm asking Sorry. now. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think with the heater I'm on, there you go. Probably time. Well, you know, part of it is I think you always have access to the system, though, so you can see my picks. Yeah, that's what I'm doing every day. Yeah, all right. I'm logging in. 
and I'm looking, and yeah, I'm just, right. and if it's not updated, I just hope, and I keep, yeah, okay. keep refreshing and refreshing. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, let me throw this out there. So uh -huh. for game, if I may, mm -hmm. for game six, I really like Boston Philly. I already played this under 214 and a half. You want a piece of it? I'm interested. What, what's the total now? Well, it went down to 213 and a half. Based on my bets, because the market wasn't very mature, so Damn, I just whacked moving, it. You're moving lines, Mackenzie. I, what's that number at? Let's see. You're moving lines now. What? Give me your rationale why you like it. Um, game four went over because of overtime. Should have gone under. All right. Game five, Boston somehow got down like 20 points. They're the favorite, and so in the second half, it was a fairly high-scoring second half because Boston was down so much, and they were the favorite team, mm -hmm. which is always good for you know for more points. So this, so the game five went over. Over 214. So game six, we know game sixes historically and game sevens are much lower scoring than games one through five. Played slower, okay. Yes, but this total opened up half point higher than what game five was. Game five was aligned to 214, and they opened at 214 and a half. Game sixes should open like four points lower, and I would argue this is kind of like a game seven because it's mm -hmm. it, it has the feeling of winner take that part, all. That part's absurd because Philly whoever just wins beats this, Boston in game five, and you're saying they don't think they can win game seven. Philly's not going to win game seven in Boston, and they know it. This is for all the marbles. Because you do me a favor, take 2019 out because I mean that bubble year is just all the home away gets screwed up, obviously. So Fez, you're saying you bet it, and the number. I played under 214 and a half. And, and what happened when you bet it? They, I saw 213 and a half's popping up at the books. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Okay, so in game sixes, this is in uh, since uh, the early 2000s in the playoffs, removing 2019, the average total in game six has been 196.8. Is that right, Mackenzie? Yes. Can you make it a little bigger, please? Okay. And the game before that was game five, 199. So we're saying literally, and this is interesting, game one, 201.8, 199.9, 200, 199.7, 199.2. So first game, a little bit more, then the others are right in line. And then boom. Boom. Down two and a half points, game yeah. five versus six. And it's 2.3 points. Less in Game 7. So it's effectively what, almost a six-point drop. Yes, and the odds makers made this Game 6 half a point higher than Game 5. That is a mistake, and we will take advantage. Now, here's the interesting part. Celtics, before this most recent game they just lost in Game 5 at home, they had gone over their team total all four games. And there was no team in the whole entire playoff database so this century that had gone four straight playoff games going over their went there or the first four straight of a playoff series going over that's interesting yeah. you would think that just by by accident golden state or one of lebron's teams would have done it yeah and and when you look at it over the course of the regular season and everything teams that go four straight team totals over tend to go under a little bit not as much as you might think the next game so kind of kind of led up to maybe a little less scoring because if anything this game went Let's see. Oh, so this this game went over by four points. Okay, but it was Philly mostly, obviously. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's talk Lakers, Golden State. This series could be over come Wednesday night. This line though is crazy to me. I want you to explain it to me. We'll go Fez first, then McKenzie, Scott, and AJ can jump in. But you know, NBA is a secondary thought for those guys. Though apparently, AJ and his love for Steph was firing at the open 
Where, where did you bet? Just speak up. I can. I'll tell bet online. Bet online. Oh, he's firing. Isn't that illegal betting on betting? I, I'm at stations. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I misspoke. Fez, explain to me how this line is minus seven. What was game one? Game one would be the analogy, right? Yes. What was game one? I believe it was five. Let me pull it up. It was it was five, four and a half. It vacillated. Mm-hmm. So let's call it five even. What has happened in this series to make us think Golden State is now two points better than what we thought they were before the series began? Nothing. So why is it seven? Because game two was seven. And the market is very much responding to the favorites keep hitting. The spot seems to matter. 57% this year, 57% the last six years in the NBA playoffs betting favorites. Just betting favorites is 57%? Yep. Okay. And this is a home run spot for Golden State. So you've got, a, di- you've got a dynasty team that um, has already responded to must-win games in the previous round. Now, what was that? Game seven. Okay. They had to win on the road. That's fair. So here they're down three games to one, and you've got the perfect storm. You've got one team that is a dynasty that's in back against the wall that is in a total must-win versus a savvy other team, Lakers, that have already demonstrated in the first round, hey, you know what? If we've got a closeout game coming at home, maybe we're not going to take the game before all that seriously. Is that is that what you think they do? Or they, do you think they say, we're going to go, we're going to try, and we're going to pack up our tents if we're not going to fight against you know the odds, right? Exactly. You get down twelve. Well, we we'll fight for another day because you know what? Scratching and clawing, trying to win once we get down double digits is going to hurt us so much. The next game with the, with the aging veterans we have, we're just better off. Should we get down? I don't know if it's twelve, fourteen. You get the idea. We're going to pack it up at that point, or at least have the starter have LeBron sit, shoot some threes. Happens. Not don't go into the paint and get banged up. Exactly. Okay, so what would be the analogous games to this? There was a game, Scott, you were talking about. There was a game in the first round. Yeah, it was the game six, or excuse me, game five of the Lakers and the Grizzlies. When the Lakers were up three games to one, game five was back in Memphis. So same scenario. And the Lakers went into that game with the mentality of, we don't have to win. Because we're comfortable knowing that we can come home and win game six at home. And they went down big. Credit, they fought hard and actually made it like a one-point game in the third quarter. But then they fell behind big time. And everyone just kind of sat at the end. LeBron finished with just 15 points and they got blown out. Yeah. And then in this series, we we could make the point that game two was analogous in that... uh, Lakers got the first They one. did their job getting earning at least the split in San Francisco. And the yeah. Lakers actually were up at halftime, and then third quarter, things went south, and they, no, they were no, they were a no-show fourth quarter. They were down 12 at halftime. Oh, is that right? I'm sorry. I I miss I misremembered then. Yeah. Okay, so, but... Down at the end of the first quarter. Even then. more making yeah, our... down seven at the end of the first yeah, quarter. Thank even you. more making our point, which is when the Lakers were in it, they more energy, they got out of it. And this is something we talked about a few weeks ago, which is how rare it was for the spread to matter. And what we did was look at the math and say, well, what's, what's the margin going into the fourth quarter? And teams would fall... Teams that were down by double digits, I think we were doing, what, 10, 11, 12 we were looking at, they would lose by more in the playoffs than they were in the regular season, when in theory the playoffs matter more. Yes. But they're saving up for that next game. 
Yes, and further, I do think that the betters who backed Golden State Game 4, it landed, I guess the closing number Golden State didn't cover. Against the opener, it was pretty much three. Um, so it pushed the opening number at, at most places. But over the— f- well, ho- Hold on, hold on. Because I, I sent you overnight the— um, uh, right after the Lakers game, the line came out, so it would have been right after the mm-hmm. prior game. The line was four, four and a half at that point. I mean, uh, for sure, if if you would have bet before noon the next day, you were certainly getting three and a half or more. There were select three and halves when I saw the night before. The, the night before, I there were no fours. There was a, a couple three and halves, and everything else was painted three. That's why the money line was only one forty-five. If the line was four and a half, you would have we would have gotten much but, better than one forty five. But when did you bet the money line the next day, right? I think it was no, I think it was you like you didn't bet overnight because you you gave me a fulfilled tax like at eleven yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, either, yeah. I mean, let's just say this: if you were shopping at all, you win with Golden State. That is on true. The early number. That is true. Yes. Okay. Um, but I but I do think this last game the the perception is hey Golden State played this game even the Golden State was the right side game four. And things didn't work right. Curry missed the last two shots. They mm. catching points. Golden State was the right side game four. So Mackenzie, I would think the other way. I would think if everything does seem to go right for Golden State and they still can't win, boy, it seems like the Lakers, when things go their way, are going to win pretty easily. Which it seems like this series has been typically. Well, I don't think everything went right. Clay Thompson went three for eleven. If he goes, you know, well, average. I mean, all right. Let's say this. I know you don't like LeBron. Have What's the best thing you've said about LeBron or writ wrote about LeBron in the last month? Uh, I don't know. So nothing good? No. So you think that comes off as... Uh, well, I mean, what have I written positively about D'Angelo Russell or most players? Well, I mean, LeBron's... What, where would you? Get, where's LeBron at in the league right now, you think? Eight, nine. You think he's that high? That's, cra- that's there's crazy. A, there's, a, there's a pack of people around 8 to 15. So for one year next year... You would wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't you have LeBron like ranked eighth all time? Uh, ninth, I believe. Yeah. And now he's an old man, and we still have him top ten. But he's saying all time, all time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I don't think LeBron's top twenty right now. Well, if I look at this game, I'll tell you this. I think this is a this could be a class, a full lecture, not half a lecture, half hour. I let's say Northwestern on how trends. You have to have a controlling variable, which is often going to be the odds or the spread, and you got to say how are how's the market reacting to the reality of this trend. So, for example, almost everything that zigzag has gone really well this playoffs. The 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 O one at home playing now in second game at home has been gold. Yes. And I got even a, Cleveland covered in that situation. Only game they won in the series. <laughs> and and it does strike me that the and now there's some crazy number that the O one team has won like 17 or the O one team yeah has won 17 straight the second game now or something like that. It's it's really intense. I I got a feeling the market's going to start moving in that direction. Yeah, I think I think what, what the Knicks for, was it the first round that they. Trying to think if they the Knicks that was game five I think it, no was it against Miami yeah against Miami they they won they didn't cover that's the only failure that we've had okay is that right they won they didn't cover. okay yeah, yeah. okay so to, okay yeah because remember uh, Miami was winning by like two with like six minutes okay yeah. and Jimmy Butler didn't play um, this line 
So this is a classic spot. You're down 1-3. You're Golden State now. You're down 1-3, and you're at home. You're the higher seed, down 1-3, and a must win. This has done exceptionally well historically. But if you look at the line movement from game four to game five, which is going to be about a six-point swing because of home court typically. So what I do is I look at the line movement. I add six points, and I say, okay, is it a half a point this way, half a point that way, you know, whatever. This is the biggest adjustment in this century going into a game five down one with a down one to three games, or I guess you'd be down three one, I guess. One to, you're the mm. you're the one that says one to three, you know, like they lost 14 to 41. But this tells me how can there be value on Golden State at seven? Because Golden State was just catching two and a half, mm-hmm. and now they're laying seven. So there's been a nine and a half point adjustment. When Which home, is, is six. Yes. When, when the, the adjustment should be six. And so you're going through the zero. Fine. Maybe you make it six and three quarters. I don't know. You don't make it nine. So there's you're paying a huge tax. And it never has in the history. So why is this Golden State team getting respect? I mean, I would make the case the history of them as a dynasty is why they're getting too much respect, but boy, this team doesn't deserve it. It doesn't. I, seem I think right. it's the comp that Scott brought up with the Memphis series. It's the same thing that when when the Lakers game five went to Memphis, they said, "Ah, eh, we don't need this game," and they got rolled. So the but the better saying, we've seen this movie before with the Lakers this year. They just we just saw this movie ten days ago. Let's do the five or let's do the two point adjustment exercise. Could you see this line being five? Oh, yeah. In fact, you bet this open at what? Five and a half. Okay. Could you see it being nine? Oh, of course not. Because think about this. If the Lakers win this game or or if the Lakers win game six convincingly, let's say they they lose game five, they win game six convincingly. After the series, if I asked you who's the better team, the Lakers or Golden State, you're like, you're either going to say they're about equal or you're going to say the Lakers are the better team. One or the other. You're not going to say Golden State's the better team. Do you agree with that right now? I think I would still say the Warriors are the better team. Obviously, I'd want to see how the game's played out. But, I mean, the market moved from four to two. The market said very heavily that the Warriors were a better team. And winning by seven, entering the fourth quarter. Well, but I think there was still the— bunch of moving screens called. The the zigzag. I I didn't make a major adjustment. So have you made any adjustment? Uh, since the beginning of the series, I'd say yes. I'd, I thought the Warriors were two and a half points better. Now I think they're one and a half points better. One and a half better. I have them one and a half better also. Right now? Yes. Okay. So what do you think the line is if it goes back? Let's say Warriors win by 10. What's the line in game six? Lakers minus two and a half. I would have said two. Okay. And that implies what? How much better does that imply Golden State is than the Lakers? Because what's game seven in Golden State? Six and a half. Six and a half? Game seven. Game seven teams win. Boy, I tell you. I'll game be seven betting. Home teams, yeah. I'll be betting that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dog, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. What, what's the. Now, obviously, it's 3 1. What, what's the series price? Minus 500 for the Lakers, take back 400. Jeez. Do you like do you like the Golden State there? Let's do the math. So let's assume that Golden State has a 50-50 chance to win games five and seven. Oh, can you throw in your binomial deal? Yeah, let's do that. So I, I think this is a fifty-fifty chance to win games five and seven combined. Okay, those to win those two games. So what's the money line in this game? Uh, minus two eighty. Yeah, 
So right. like like minus three hundred. So it's, it's like a teaser price. Out yeah, there. exactly. And then Golden State's going to be a slight dog, so they're going to have a a forty five percent chance to win Game Six. Mm-hmm. Um, Dino McKenzie. Yeah. So a little less than twenty five percent, like twenty three percent chance Golden State wins. And you're getting plus four hundred. I thought I heard him say. Yeah. So you like that? Yes. Or maybe your lines are wrong. Or maybe my lines are a little <laughs> off. That 45% might be a little optimistic because I just said two and a half. 45, 45% is too good for a two and a half point yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, it's probably more like 42%. So my number's off a little. So you bet at five and a half. You wouldn't want the Lakers at seven, obviously. I think I think I need seven and a half. Yeah. So let me ask you this. It's Did close, though. 23% says our numbers. 23 well what yeah that to was win all three but yeah. what numbers do they need to be in order to line up with the market that's the question right to see what the numbers are actually going to be in theory that's interesting so we matched exactly yep um is there a way when you have an a what would you call this and not asynchronous you would have there's a fat tail let's call it the the the, the, the golden state could win big 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 lakers could f- sit down and we're going to have an, an, a um, same-game parlay in this. Right? Yeah, this is, a, this is a great point because I don't want the Golden State money line. If this game is tied with four minutes to play, Golden State's losing this game more than a typical seven-point favorite. That? Because it's built in the fact that, that if, if Golden State gets up by seven, eight, nine points, that the uh, Lakers may just go home, take their ball and go home. It's almost like there's two different scenarios. If one plays, there's a third chance that the Lakers just sit down at some point and thus it jacks up the line. It's almost like it's not a normal distribution. There's two little hills of outcome. There's like two distributions of outcome. Yeah, like if I could bet action points, and action points mm-hmm. is where you, you, you evaluate how many units you win by how many points you cover, I would want no part of the Lakers. The Lakers could lose this game by 25. All right, so it, we're doing the same game parlay. Is there any other way to take advantage in a series of bets? The fact, like, do you maybe look at it and say, okay, I'm going to take the Lakers um, plus seven. I'm going to take the late half for, for half a bet. I'm going to take the Lakers on the money line for half a bet, and then I'm going to take Golden State laying, you know, seventeen and a half on an alternative line at a monster. Like, is there a way to construct that? I would love if the option was there. To lay like 15 and a half or whatever it is, the alternative line with Golden State to LeBron under. Because I do think that if Golden State wins this by double digits, that's when, and you, you, this was your idea, that's when LeBron's very unlikely to get to well, his number. Well, Scott was right in on the, I mean, I'm not sure who had what, but we talked it through. Yeah. And let's get to our uh, first ever, first ever bet on a same game parlay. We're recommending and betting. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Fire up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. All right, let's have Scotty. You, you kind of paint the picture for us. All right, so we're on the Golden State Warriors to win this game, and so we're going to utilize uh, some correlations here with the way that we feel this game is going to play out. And the first leg of this four-leg same-game parlay is the Golden State Warriors to win the first half. Minus a half. This is a three-way bet. There is no push. So Golden State Warriors, first half winner. The second bet is the Golden State Warriors to win the third quarter. Again, three-way bet. There is no push. So they have to 
win the third quarter. The theory is, is that that is where the real separation occurs. That if the Warriors are going to go on to win this game and cover the game line, which is our third leg of this parlay, Warriors minus seven, that the separation occurs in the third quarter. And we've seen that. We saw it happen in the Lakers game that we've referenced before in that game five in Memphis. In the third quarter, that's when, you know, they went on a little bit of a run. They pulled to within one but then the Grizzlies just extended it. They won that quarter, 33-24, and that was it. That's all that. That's all she wrote. Lakers actually won the fourth quarter in that game. But the third quarter is where the separation occurs. And because we're on the Warriors to win the first half, win the third quarter, and cover the seven-point line you know, of the game. Just on, like, we didn't even look at the and the fourth quarter in the mix. No, we because not. we well, we didn't. Let's let's see what it does. You want to add Warriors fourth quarter? Or yeah, let's just see quarter. what it does and see what Fez thinks. So what do you think it should do, Fez? Let's he'll do it and we'll see. Like what's your guess? Um keep I in th- mind the Lakers did win that fourth quarter in game five against Memphis. Yeah, I I what I'm saying is that's why I think we might really jack this payoff because I have a feeling that they're really gonna sit down. I mean, our whole assumption is they sit down. It, it, it it's gonna be hard to cover the fourth quarter, but given you cover the fourth quarter, then you can't even put them to win the game because it's because that's not even a leg of the parlay. Because if they win the first half, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter, then they, well, they, they could still they could still, I mean we'll they, see. No, they can no, they can't they, well, they can win by one each time. They so they we're can't betting, lose we're the betting game. At minus seven. They can't they, they, uh, we're betting at minus seven though. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And so it's possible. So before we end Sorry. the fourth quarter, let yeah. me give the fourth leg of the yeah. parlay, which oh, okay. is, which is LeBron James under twenty five and a half points. And the theory is, and this is what you think is the most correlated, is if they're behind, he isn't going to be putting good energy after bad energy. He'll be game. disengaged, if not on the taken on taken out of the game completely. And and what what I like about this and the pricing of works out to be right around four to one. You said right. It has gone down. To, but it very close to four to one, plus three eighty six. Keeps right going now. down. And Keeps what I what, what I like about this is this is a complete comp. This is a complete and total comp to the Memphis game. And if you had bet this in the Memphis game, you would have cashed it easily. You would have right? cashed it. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what happens if we add the four? If we add Warriors as the fourth quarter winner, mm-hmm. it's plus seven seventy three. Ooh, uh, that's going to be hard to pass up on. I, I think, mean, it's yeah. almost it's almost giving it even money, yeah. right? Yeah, I like that. I no, think let's add it. Let's no, but add let's it. think about what would we pull. So, what, what the bet right now is what? Warriors first half winner. Uh-huh. Warriors third quarter winner. Do we get rid of the third and do the fourth. No. Okay. Because both. we want we want we want LeBron to be out of the game right. because of, yeah. Right. Warriors fourth quarter winner. Uh-huh. Warriors minus seven for the game. Mm-hmm. LeBron under twenty five and a half points. Let me ask you one thing. I'm curious. Take out the minus seven because I think it's almost redundant. It's gonna be really hard. Happens. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's gonna change. You take that. out the minus seven plus seven fifty four. That's it, good. Good job. Folks. It was what. Seven 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 seventy three. So there's no reason to yeah. to screw around with that for twenty seven. There's no Even reason it if you it, it's they right, could yeah. win every one of them by two. Plus seven seventy three to plus seven fifty four. There's the, minimal change. There's no alternative line though. That, you can do alternative lines, whatever you'd like. All right. So what's what? Let's try a high like a fifteen. Let's play fifteen. 15 yeah, something like that. Oh, that's gonna be fun now. <laughs> um, now, all see, right. now Keep I, the fourth quarter also. As he's doing this, I think if if. Back at the track, and I used to lose out the wazoo at the dog track. Whew. I mean, I, I got my master's degree there, and it all was in losers. But 
one thing, if you used to have a key horse or a couple key horses, then you do the slashes around it, right? I think we got to do that all the time. Yeah, but the one with the exacto with every other horse. So the all oh, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but in this case, I think maybe we got this core, and then we say once we go with a fifteen point line, once we go with twenty. So tell me which what uh, do you want to do first? Let's try fifteen. So fourteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. Four, uh, Warriors minus 14 and a half pushes this to plus 924. So not that much. Not, I, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I don't think it is. Either. I, I could see losing that one. Now, now, the key of all this math is that basically we priced this all out, and given the Warriors win the first half, win the third quarter, cover the game, we need LeBron to go under 60% of the time. And you know what? That does not seem a bridge too far at all 60% to me. 60% assuming the other yes, scenario. Yes, that seems very reasonable. In fact, if you told me all this other stuff happened, do I want LeBron over plus 150? Hell no. I want to lay 150. It goes under. Yeah. So how would you how would you go about this? Meaning, do you make the bet and then make a half the bet with the additional leg, or you just go with this big jumbo lay? I mean, how? Oh, I always like to diversify a little, but I was disappointed with the jumbo lay. So I might do like, I might put a pizza bet, like maybe one. We're already up to nine hundred. So do we add the third and the fourth in all of it, or do we go half with the third? You think the third's key to the LeBron correlation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I I think it's fine right now with the third and the fourth. Mm -hmm. And without the Warriors minus seven. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. If you put the Warriors minus seven in there, I would take out the fourth quarter. Well, we'll, we'll lose more than. Yeah, I think we leave out the seven and and yeah, and, yeah. And stick with the, the seven fifty four. I, I think that's the best. What do you them. think, Mackenzie? I'm worried about a fourth quarter that doesn't matter at all, where nobody plays. Like I'd rather have Curry under thirty one and a half with this game scenario. Uh, thinking, you know, why under Curry? Because you know. When you blow a team out, everybody sits. Curry but played 29 minutes in game two. You know, LeBron played 28. The, That's the, the kind of scenario that I expect. I agree with you, but the problem is is that Curry is correlated positively to all these other You would think so. I looked it up while we were talking. Uh, 40 games, the Warriors have won by 15 points in the playoffs. Only 13, he's scored 35 or, more, or 32 or more. 31 and a half is a huge well, you number. You guys had a lot of numbers there, bud. So say, say 40 the times the Warriors under the Kerr era have won the playoff game by 15 plus. All right, so 40 times they've won. By 15 plus, go ahead. In those games, only 14 of the times have they gone, has Curry gone over 32. Now, that's really interesting. That is counterintuitive. You would think. How many times have they won by eight? <laughs> because when they're winning by 15, you're like, they're scoring a lot of points. You know, so yeah. Curry's getting a lot of points those well, first well, I'd be quarters. interested to see the split when he does or does it in minutes. I guess it's, I, I'm yeah. betting it's driven by minutes. Yeah. Um, what would you say if the game is, let's just be reasonable. Let's say that they're up 15, going state, going in the fourth. What is your fourth quarter line? Thinking. Normally, I'd make the Lakers like a one-point favorite. Mm-hmm. So in this case, maybe this Golden case, State one and a half. Golden State one-point favorite. All right. I'd make, it pl- I'd make it plus 100. <laughs> now, do we maybe do this? If it's a tie game, what would you make Golden State in the fourth? Thinking. I mean, at least the spread. I mean, I, I, I three, because there are seven two, two, eh, two minus two minus twenty. What's the current fourth quarter line? Because it seems like the the way they would do it now is have a split. It's, it's probably one and a quarter. Golden State. Yeah. Fourth quarter is Warriors. Minus one and a quarter. <laughs> Minus a half. Really? Minus yeah. a half, minus 114. Well, you know what? 
That's that seems woefully light because I like that That's because if saying. Golden State's kicking their butts, I'm still willing. I'm perfectly fine laying yeah. the half. And if Golden State's tied, I'm ha- I'm very happy. This laying is a the scenario half. where typically they're giving you the the split of in scenario one, it's this scenario two, it's this. We're going to split the difference, but actually scenario two gets is is different this time because of the the scenario. I can't think of a scenario I'm unhappy with Golden State minus a half. And you can think of a scenario you're very happy. Yes. You want to do it? Um, if if everyone that I have access to copies that, but which I'm not optimistic oh. about, yeah, exactly. Okay. I absolutely want to. Yeah, do that. so yeah, yeah. Do me a yeah, whatever you yeah, whatever you, uh, yeah, yeah. Up to a dime if you. I mean, I know it's limited, but whatever you can get. No, right. I like it, and obviously, like a half point's worth like ten cents. So if we can get the money line minus one twenty, that's the same as laying a half. You are, you're the master at that. Yeah. You like that, Mackenzie? It's the same problem that I just had. I, I think it's going to be a blowout in which the fourth quarter is completely coin flip. So the, I like the third quarter. But I though. don't think it's a. I don't think it's like normally. Like I said, the Lakers would be fair. Now I think but I but still would right. make. If you knew it was a blowout. Oh, and then Golden inclined. State empties. If it's like a twenty-eight point yeah, favorite, we're, now we're like, both teams. Yeah, we're playing it because we think there's a reasonable chance. You want it to be a twelve-point lead, yeah, not the line a, seven. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's just not. They're not giving money away at seven. If, yeah. if I had to bet seven, I'm betting the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If I could lay five and a half, I'd lay five and a half. I mean, I think if that's the corridor it's in, you know. Is but five. I love your rule too here, where yeah. you go back. You know what? What, what? If if the line is five, what's kind of a value? Well, yeah, all right. I like Golden State. You like if the line's nine? Of course, I'm betting the Lakers. I don't know. They how could win. You, I don't know. They how could you, win. I don't know how you could lay it. Yeah. At this point, and think that you have value. I get the vague betters. People are vague and say, oh, they're going to blow them out. So they don't even think, well, what should the number be? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That happened with, you have a comp here, Boston-Philly, where people are like, oh, Philly's not going to win in Boston after winning, you know, um, after evening the series 2-2. Then they just blew out Boston by 20 points. The more you hear the inside stories of these NBA teams, the more you realize there's a lot of randomness. Like, apparently, Doc Rivers gave Harden some, like, gospel music or mm. something, and he, like, to inspire him, and he had all his boys and his crew listen to it for, like, two hours reading the lyrics, trying to understand what Doc Rivers was trying to say, and then he had the monster game. He goes, I don't know what it meant, but it helped. <laughs> I mean, it's like... <laughs> these teams, I go back to these teams stink. I don't have one team power-rated better than five points than an average team. Mackenzie, what's your highest-rated team right now? Celtics plus five and a half. Okay. Even after losing, yeah, getting blown the, out. I think the Celtics. I can accept that. In some scenarios, are a, a, a champion. They would be the best team in the league some years, but they don't have the scenarios to win the title, or at least coaching. Have the coach. The coach is. A, I think that's. A rookie. I think I mean, that's yeah. the problem. And, but I also think Tatum is not an alpha in the ultimate sense. If mm. Jordan's the you know the apex predator, LeBron's more of an alpha. And I never thought LeBron was an alpha at all. Yeah, I these mean, compared, Tatum MVP chants have, have quieted down considerably in the Garden. Have they yeah, not? It, it seems like the bigger the game, the tougher the spot, the more likely Brown's going to step or Smart is going to try to step up. And you know, fail or not. Yeah. Do you, do you? I mean, do you think Tatum is that A plus guy you need to win it? I think Tatum and Brown are very similar in that when they have it going, they have it going, and it's kind of your turn, my turn. And Tatum had 36 tonight. Well, that's a general problem. I agree with you there. Yeah. But, like, you, you've been around championship. I mean, even Curry, if the game's on the line, Curry is not good, and it's a big game. Curry's not going to shriek responsibility. He's No. T- and, and, and Tatum said something that I will always hold on to just because it was – a fading moment when he got to the finals last year he looked up and they had this on the mini movie he's like wow can you believe it i'm 24 years old i'm about to play in the nba finals 
I should have bet everything I had against him at that point because he you looked said like that he before was, before the game before game one of the I don't NBA. Think that's bad. I could see after the game, after the, he lost, if they were like being happy, they made the fact it. that he mentioned his age. Oh, I'm 24. Uh-huh. It's like giving himself a pass, you know. And I feel like he hasn't taken that helm where if I fail, I'm, you know, Harden feels it if he fails. You know, he's gonna feel it. Harden his, feels his, it. You mean he he feels the ass of the stripper after he goes? No, his legacy is gonna, you know, but, is but his legacy on the finger line the whole time, and he doesn't seem like he cares. I mean, yeah. Harden is a massive talent who's. Dropped off, but he's had two massive games. I mean, you, you hear him listening to gospel music for hours before the game. I feel like right now he's he's locked in as he could be. But wouldn't you say two of his worst games he ever had was the, the other two games? Yeah, I mean that's another thing. This is just a lot of times. How do you see tonight's areas. stats? So I don't even. We were recording. How did he do tonight? Not much. Not much. Well, that's actually encouraging for the Sixers. Yeah, here's a crazy stat on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum during the regular season this year. When they combined for 60 points, the Celtics were 37 and 8. In the playoffs this year, when they combined for 60 points, they're 5 and 4. Ooh. Because in the regular season, if they have 28 points, they're probably not playing, you know, super hard the rest of the game. In the playoffs, you need more. You need to well, play they, excellent and then add more. Well, they're probably know? not getting enough minutes to get 28 points unless it's a blowout one. The last point I'll make on it is. I don't know who the great team is. I think Denver's better than we thought. You've upgraded Denver since the playoffs, right? Yeah, I actually have Denver the best team right now, but it's real close. Close with Boston? Uh, Golden State still right there. Boston's two. Yeah, you're crazy about Golden, Golden State. No, no. Well, all right. No, I'm, I'm cr- saying I think you're crazy about Golden State. Who's third then? You're saying Philly's better? Boston. All right, so let's think about it. I'm not sure Phoenix isn't better than Golden State. In fact, I think they are. I think the Lakers are better in Golden State. I think the Lakers have handled this series easily. I don't see anywhere. It feels like the Lakers win their games without it being even close. And they're catching seven. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like two to two and a half, game six. Two of their three wins were real close, tied with 30 seconds left. It doesn't feel like it. Again, there's a chance you know more than me about this stuff. You're an NBA – I mean, you are an NBA specialist. I I do think we're a little – Phoenix has the best players, and it's very hard to get past the fact that they're not as good. They should be better, but they're just not deep enough. Yeah, I, mean, I the, agree with that. Because yeah. one, get, they're, they're playing. To, I mean, uh, Durant can't handle these minutes. There's too exactly. many minutes. Exactly. Especially now we're going to one. And game. now without and, with Chris yeah. Paul, the bench, the, the the minutes, everyone else has to pick it up even more. And the next round, they have it's night. It's it's alternating nights most of the the. I think Ain't every, gonna be in every next game. Round. Uh, well, I'm saying if they, may, I mean, they got to win two more rounds in theory. Yes. Um, well, let's transition to that. You know, if anyone's scared of Mackenzie getting mad right now, you, this might be the time to be worried. Now, how are you feeling about the Suns? Fine. I've lost money before. I, I had a minus 180 bet. They're currently, I don't know the line, but I'm guessing it's three to one to win the next two games. I feel like it's more likely than three to one. So, uh, so we'll you, you want more exposure. Yes. I asked you before, pre-production. I didn't hear. What's the take back? Plus 310. Nuggets minus 400. Okay. That's for the series. So 350, 360, somewhere in there? 355? No, God, no. Is the uh, median? Or no, the I'll give you a nickel. I'll give you a nickel over market if you want it. If you don't, you don't. But, I mean, I'm giving you a better number than the market. I'm, I'm not saying I'm anxious for more. Yeah, uh, but, that's but fine. But I want to give it to you. I want you to be sated. To, su- to summarize, RJ is giving you the best number in the world. Exactly. But Yeah, but you have you know, about something show. that I'm not eager to bet because I have plenty of money you on the just, Suns to win the series. That's what's funny. You just said, I want more. 
If I had to bet it, it wouldn't be a close decision in my book. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't say if I had. I mean, that's fine. You can backtrack, but you said I want more. Did you hear that, Fez? Yes. So so I I think Mackenzie just Rewind the tape. I don't don't think I said I wanted to bet the Suns plus You you, you did. Mackenzie, don't bet that. I I must misremember. You you said I want to bet more, but now I think in retrospect what you're saying, if you had had no action on Phoenix, you would welcome betting them, but you've already shot your wad and bet it. There's nothing like what he said. Well, no, that's what he I meant to say. I, that's what he, but that, what he meant to say little, is what he said a few minutes ago, which was he said, well, if I was forced to bet it, I would bet them, is what he tried to say. I think they're more likely than 3-1 to one to win it. So why, win the would, series. why wouldn't you want exposure for a positive EV bet? Kelly Criterion. It's <laughs> a good point. An example yeah. of blackjack is when you get dealt when you get a, dealt a 10 on a plus 5 count, so you got an 8 and a 2, and the dealer's a 10 up, and the, and the ca- true count's like plus 6, you're actually supposed to double down. But you, it's never correct to double down because your edge is smaller than what it was before the hand started. So you've already made this enormous bet. So there's no reason to like increase your variance. You know what I hope, Fez? You and I got to start batting more. Yes. Because you, me, me and you heads up. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's not not that I have any edge. I mean, you know, it's like trying to win a nickel. You know, like a nickel, not a five hundred. But when we win with each other, we actually you know can have fun with it. Mackenzie is so mad that he lost. Like, we're, like the whole point I didn't of betting. The whole wow. The whole point of betting. Game not over. The whole point of betting it, on air like this is for people who are rooting for us to enjoy the ball busting. And it's, oh, it's I, I think I've lost bets before. <laughs> well, RJ, we're winning so much that this all this is de minimis compared to what our bottom line winnings are. I, but true, I mean, we have a nice run. But true, and again, your followers can bet all your stuff. And and let's be candid, you're cherry picking the stuff I give you. So all the but your what's your record this year in the NBA? Twenty seven thirteen. If I had to do a two or three of those, and, and obviously I'm consult- a tiny little piece. So you. You've done this. I'm consulting with you. I yeah, mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, Vito is bigger. To quote the village people, YMCA, no man does it all by himself. Did you start singing right there? Yes. I think it was on Broadway. All right. Here's my proposed bet. I've never done this before. I want to bet AJ and Scott against you. How about we cross bet you two heads up? They got their team. You got your team. And we just had 300 to. Nah, I don't like my team that much. Oh. I like their first round. Their fir- I like their first round. I mean, Arizona's going to go winless this year. So I oh, like AJ's that pick. so happy right now. Look at it. He is so happy. Do you see how I can find weakness? You yeah. see, I mean, you think AJ against Fez is possibly weak, and somehow it was. <laughs> you might be showing me too much respect, Fez. At some point, you got to face. I think you're worthy of it. <laughs> All right. So, Mackenzie, last thought. Uh, he net whatever you want, and what I'm interested in something that oh well you've got this this thing with the over unders right sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah present that to us so if you just take the top two scores on each team all right so the top two scores on the season yes or in the regular who has season the two highest numbers for the given game the two highest points per game for that team for the season okay now what if someone's injured one of the top two's injured do you take the next one didn't come up but how would you suggest. Yeah, I would take the next one because it's going to be the, it's going to be the top two expected score. That's probably the way to do it with the over under for the given game. But either way, my idea is the marquee players players want to bet over. Regular NBA fans spend five, ten, fifty bucks a game want to bet over. It's always the wrong decision. It's always whoa, whoa, whoa. the wrong decision, in my opinion, in the playoffs. So 
we're talking about probability here. He's saying that he it's hard. He's hard. And tell me if you agree. You're hard pressed to find a spot that you think it's going to be a positive EV to play the over. But what you're saying even more strongly is if you play a uh, hundred picks, choose. You don't want to play it blind because right. it's too much volume. But if you cherry pick the spots that you think are the least scoring spots, and you go under these elite players, you believe there's an inherent. Um, build in premium on these players and thus under has the value. Yes, and the numbers bear it out. 240 picks, 59% unders. Top two players in the playoffs this year going under. Now, do you have that game by game? I have it player by player. Okay, I'd be interested for next week. Give me a breakdown of how it does in game one, game two, game because under this whole, I wonder, do these totals go down commensurate with the over-unders going down? Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing because think about one nice thing about playing player under is if it's game three, they've always got that chance of the free roll. You get that 25-point blowout, and now both benches empty, and most players go under. So that, maybe we like six but not seven. Yeah, it never happens game seven. Yeah. Game seven, everybody plays to the bitter end. Plus the alpha, the true alpha shoot the shit out of the ball, meaning they're going to shoot 40 times. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe— But game seven's our lower score, yeah. which is you nice. Yeah, five points. So that's the question, score. right? Yeah. Is, is, let's look at it broken down like that for Can't next do. week. Yeah. But right now, what we're saying is—so let's—why don't we do this? Let's do a bonus pick for tomorrow. All right, so we got the fourth quarter, Golden State minus a half. Yes. We got this— same game parlay. Mm -hmm. I think we should make half a unit on the one that's less. And it was like, what was it? Plus like seven fifty four. Plus seven fifty four oh. for the four legs, which mm -hmm. is the first half, third quarter, fourth quarter. This is all going state. And LeBron under twenty five and a half. Okay, and then the one that uh, didn't we have one that paid less than that, or that that's it right now? That's if we took out the fourth quarter. All right, so I think we go, like I would go half quarter. a unit without the fourth quarter, half mm -hmm. a unit with the. And again, if you're betting the fourth quarter here, you know. Go at it the way you want. That's what we like. We're going to book it, though. Let's do it like this. Since we have the fourth quarter here, the one that we keep the record on won't have the fourth. So the same game parlay without the fourth quarter, we're going to keep the record. We're going to keep the fourth quarter record here separate. So two different picks. Do yes. you want the one without the fourth quarter? Do you want to put back Warriors minus seven? No. No. I think we leave it. So like then it. without the fourth quarter, it's going to pay out plus 314. That's a nice All right. payout. Yes. All right. So let's get let's come up with one more. Either the, in the next series of games, which is one of these top two players under in in all the games. Oh, yeah, just one of them. All right, so let's. I, I was gonna I was gonna play the game six under for the for the overall teams. All right, another bonus. So game another, six four. So I'm gonna play game six under Philly Boston mm -hmm. under two fourteen, mm -hmm. which is available right now. And the idea here, McKenzie pregame.com research has done some excellent work. Game sixes to summarize are almost two and a half points lower scoring than game fives. And here we're, but the odds makers are dealing the same total game six as they dealt on game five. It's actually even better than that. The totals have dropped from Game 5 to Game 6 on average 2.5 points. Those games have gone under 58% of the time by 2 points. So 4.5, arguably. Oh, game 5s, Game 6s are lower scoring than Game 5s. Yes. So, yeah, I agree with all that. So you like it in the uh, which games? So Boston to go under mm -hmm. 214, Game 6. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's pick one. So uh, he... Why don't we run down the the players and Mackenzie? Why don't we let you do the handicap? Who who do you like in each of the? You know, just pick one. I like Jalen Brunson under. Probably going to be twenty four and a half. He had a big hero ball type game in the last one where he scored thirty four. But the Knicks have so little offense. They've gone mm -hmm. under their Randall's team total. Banged up or something. Seven out of nine times. Julius Randall has the worst shooting percentage 
of a playoff player that averages more than 13 shots ever. So we don't. No one's even been close. 34 percent in one year. Okay. In in his career. In his career. Yeah, oh, which I is two seasons. I can't understand that he was seasons. so good in the three point shoot. Oh no. All right. How did so they put him in there? Let's stay focused here. All right. So. Um, I don't want to go if a team only has one score. I don't want to go under him. I think they're. I think. No, you can do. They it can take him away. I'm, I'm getting your advice. All right, Jimmy Butler is going to be set at 27 and a half. He's. I don't want to go under him. Go ahead. 28 and then 27. So I would right like to go under game. Jimmy Butler 27 and a half. Yeah. What's your thinking on that? Uh, he's already questionable for this game with the ankle. They're up three games to one. In it, New York, he scored 25, 28, and 27, and that was when he played with full like motivation. Averages 23 on the season. I think 27 and a half's right around that high mark. A little less motivation up three games to one, dealing with the sore ankle. I think he goes on there. I agree with Scott. I'm staying off it. I'm snake bit because, I mean, I love Jimmy Butler after that monster, and he still had a monster. But here's what I know. The Heat won't want the Knicks to get up off the ground. I, I think typically there's this judicious play. I, I like, well, it's only, what, four in some spots? You know, three yeah. and a half. Yeah, I don't like the Heat. And I, well, I kind of do still. You know what's funny? The Heat have won more close games in the regular season than any team like, like in memory. It's crazy, the number. So in theory, if they would have won an average amount of those close games, they would have had even a worse record. I think I think their point differential was right around zero, and their, and their overall record was right around 500, though. I like well, to look at two seasons at once. But, but hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What I'm talking about right now is that this season, the Pythagorean point, let's say the net point differential, doesn't have to necessarily align. I mean, you're right. It would be skewed that way. But you can have a, a, a let's say we define close game. I think they defined it as the stat I heard. It was on Rosillo, I thought. Uh, it was a, a, within five points with like five minutes. Some like very specific thing, but that's the clutch time. And okay, so yeah. during that they won more games than I think anyone ever ha- or higher percentage than anyone has. And if they lose a bunch of games by forty and they win the close, I mean it can all. I right? you're right. Yeah, abso- absolutely. And maybe that makes a lot of sense because you're looking at like, and maybe that's why they're doing so well in the playoffs. Jimmy buckets and the like. You got you got like that superstar ability to win these close games. Yeah, but a lot of people wonder if that's ever true, really. And if it is, and this team in theory is worse than they even see, or they ent- entering the playoffs, they yeah. were. All right, so I'm I'm gonna st- for the RJ one. Let's keep going. So Celtics, I I would think so Lakers Warriors. I like Curry and LeBron under. Um, we talked about that. Okay, so LeBron, so LeBron's one of the top two scores. Yes, and AD, AD. Yeah, so I'm gonna make LeBron under, but but I guess we've got that in the one. So let's get one more. Keep going. So we got a Celtics, Celtics 76ers. Tatum's been lined around um, 29 and a half. They might, have, they might have dropped it, after, but then he scored 36 and he went over. So um, When was this? Game five, he had 36 in the loss. When they lost. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to go with um, under Tatum. That's what I'm going to go I would agree with that. I think that would be, that might be the strongest. And I go under Harden ever. too, because it feels less, if Harden doesn't have a monster, Harden's so you can play adjusted lines on these, right? right? I would like go under Harden, like under what's his typical number now? Twenty three and a half. It's that low after all the scoring he did. Yeah, it goes twelve in the next game usually. Yeah, 
Well, I might go. I don't know. I don't know how much under twenty three. Boy, I like hard and under. Yeah, I do too. But I wouldn't want to necessarily look to move the line. And Bede has taken the brace off of his leg. He's getting stronger, and he looks so in sync and in fluid. Mm -hmm. And and he was hitting all. He was hitting from from downtown. I like the Sixers. And so more points for Embiid in a game I like under means less points for Maxi, less points for for Harden. And I think frankly, Maxi is a guy that keeps shooting and go to limited number of points. All right, boys. What's that? Can I give an NBA pick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, bud. I'm going to go uh, over Rui Hachimura, six and a half points in this Lakers-Warriors game, uh, which is tonight now. Are but, you saying Benny Hanna? No. Oh. Hachimura. Okay. Uh, Gonzaga guy. They killed me at Benny Hanna. <laughs> so, in the three games that the Lakers have lost in, okay. in the playoffs, his number, and they're all been by double digits, he's the guy who... Gets minutes. All right, so, so, so wait. Let's let's see what this baby ties in. Hachimura. They don't have him listed as part of the same game parlay. <sighs> they know he gets twenty five minutes per game in these blowouts. Right. Sixteen and a half points he's averaged in those games, and his number set at six and a half. So you found what I've been looking for. I said it earlier, and he told he said that what it, it, it wasn't. I uh, wasn't available. But I Not like available. it as a bet. Because the theory is this is like the Le- the opposite of the LeBron bat. Is Someone's he has got a, a decent chance. He has a decent chance if it's a normal game, right? I'm a, but if it's the, the blot, we think it looks like he's a monster. And in that same game, I'm also going to play Moses Moody over five I, and a I half think, points. I think, no, no, no. I think one's enough. Pick okay. one best bat. You give Hachimura will be my best bet. I'll play give both a quick of them. Bonus free pick. Over five and a half for Moses Moody because I think when Curry and Clay sit down late in the game, Moses Moody's a guy who's going to get those minutes. This is why the bookies have so much. Do I like that? How do you spell this dude's name? I'm going to bet this. I think Hachimura. What do you think H. of this? With an H. Yeah, I agree. He goes Hachimura. You go with an H. What else could it be? <laughs> it just sounds so foreign to me. It's like it, it, I don't know. Ah, all right, so. We got some talk about the NFL playoffs, or I'm sorry, the schedule release. Fez is a star. How long to go? 15 minutes? Yeah. It's coming up, and then we're done. You know what, though? We're going to have Fez take us out now. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Let's be careful out there. Still some show left. All right, so as we record this Tuesday night, the schedule, which is now like a— it's essentially the NFL draft. It's like oh, there's a whole day committed to. Oh my God, the NFL schedule is released, and there's leaked picks, and it's a it's a whole thing. That's going to be on Thursday, so we're less than 48 hours from that. Fez, I was curious, how do you generally? I, I know you like to be ahead of the market on things, so once you see once once the schedule is announced, we're going to start getting. Odds posted, basically, for for these games. Game of the year odds, things like that. Week one odds. What are some scheduling, I guess, details that you look for? Like, what are scheduling situations you look for that you want to bet on or against? Well, I'm just looking flat out for bookmaker mistakes that just has teams obviously misaligned. So that won't have anything to do with the schedule, frankly. My first peruse is just to look at, at um, faux pas and, and bad numbers that the books put up, go ahead and put up. And then probably the next day I'll be digging into the actual schedule for really good or really bad spots. You know, the Thursday games stand out. You don't want to go on the road on Thursday. And if you go on the road, you don't want to travel. We've done the pregame.com research. You don't, you don't want to travel more than 1,000 miles for a Thursday road game. 
So if the bookmakers aren't adjusting for that bad travel, that's an auto fade to bet against the Thursday team road, you know, traveling a great distance. Um, things to be aware of, the AFC plays nine home games this year. I'm always a proponent of playing unders because the market is a slightly too high. If you add, if you take the average of all the teams' season win number, it's 8.4. Uh, I'm sorry, it's like 8.56 right now. It should be like 8.44 because it should be 8.5 adjusted for a chance of a tie less than 8.5, like 8.44. That sounds trivial, 8.56 versus 8.44. It's not trivial. It basically, if a book is dealing minus 110 in each direction pricing, it eliminates the vague plus two cents. So if you played every team under, all things being going according to form with normal variance, you should eke out a slight profit. If you play every team to go over, you should get your teeth kicked in. So you want to look to play unders, but the strength of schedule that they report on all these teams never adjusts for the ninth extra home game. So because of that, I will be looking to play NFC teams to go under for my season win bets, my initial ones. Not necessarily all the teams, but selectively. So uh, Adam Schefter on Monday tweeted out some changes to the NFL schedule, including there will be a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Uh, that, But the, the big thing is teams can be on Thursday night football more than once now, hmm. and not every team is guaranteed a primetime game anymore. So in the past, it's been every team plays one Thursday night game. That way, everybody has one primetime game. Now they're saying well, there's some teams that people don't want to see in primetime. So if you're a fan of that team, tell your team to get better. Condolences to your Houston Texans. Probably so. And the Arizona Cardinals. But the, my thought was now playing a primetime game for these bad teams is almost like like in the past it felt like no one cared if they were playing Thursday night football like they weren't going to be up for it could you see team bad teams being up now for their primetime appearances i could it 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 should be their only you know feature game so now that they don't have a feature game maybe they get up for division games more what do you think about the international contests? We know that the Bills, Titans, Jaguars, Chiefs, and Patriots will host international games this season. We're going to repeat that. The Bills, Titans, Jaguars, Chiefs, and Patriots will all host international games this season. Those games will be announced uh I believe tomorrow, on Wednesday, we'll find out the games in London and Germany. Obviously, we can go ahead and assume the Jaguars in London because they have that deal. You know, they are the the London Jaguars. But how does that affect you playing possibly a win total on those teams because it's one less home game that they do play? And also, how do do you factor in the travel spot because some teams may elect to not have the buy after an international game. Remember, they have the choice. Do they want the buy or do they not want the buy after an international game? International games are bad. International home games are bad. Unfortunately, the NFL looks to have done a clever thing here. The AFC gets nine home games while these teams... AFC uh, teams. Now they get eight. They're yeah. All, yeah, all, they made all the AFC teams home such that um, we don't get the um, a situation where a team only gets seven true home games. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, that's all- fair. <laughs> yep. And obviously we know, because we know the opponents already. We don't know when the games are, but we know who each team is going to play. And if I'm on the road uh, in Germany, mm-hmm. I, it's a pain in the butt to travel to Germany. 
but now I don't have to play an arrowhead, so it kind of cancels. That's, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do know, or and, it, and obviously depending on what time of the year it is, you don't have to go up to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to London instead. Um, but we will have 14 playoff rematches this season, including a Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and the Chiefs. How do those rematches go into your handicaps? Do you look at last year's playoff games as a way to look at what you think will happen in this year's games? I'm contrarian. I would I would look oppo. Um, but again, all playoff games are not created equal. So, um, I mean, I, I want no part, for instance, of Kansas City against against Philly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you automatically, I'm going to bet Philly or I'm going to pass that game. Other games, it, it depends on the circumstances and the situations and how the playoff game you know played out. I, I'm thinking about like San Francisco, for instance, Philly. Um, you know, San Fran didn't even have a quarterback. So, yeah, yeah. so I want no part of Philly in that game. I would look towards betting the Niners or passing that game. So, Fez, I guess with the with the schedule coming out, how big of an opportunity is this for you, like when you're looking at NFL win win total numbers? Like is is this a big opportunity for you to pounce? No. It's oh. um a, as a sports better, you're an advantage gambler. And the number one thing about being an advantage gambler is bet stuff that's really beatable. It's like a poker player. Spot games with lousy poker players. So now we have content providers all over the universe that they know NFL's king. And they've already nonstop been talking about teams they like and teams they don't like. And we've already seen some movement on season wins on teams. And yes, there will be some slight edges that will be had. But there's nothing of any – remember, you're tying up your money for – what month is this? I think it's May. Is it May? Scott? It is still. You're tying up your money for eight months to bet stuff that you might not even win at. All right, your edge. I mean, you're basically looking for something that's off by half a game. That would be really good to find something off by half a game. That means it's off by forty-five cents. To compare and contrast, college football season wins just came out. All right, there are people out there that bet Colorado under five and a half wins. I didn't bet them under five and a half. Why? Because I'm working on the NFL and I'm a dumbo. Because Colorado is not winning five and a half games. If you bet the opening number or under five and a half, you won already. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, 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 that's a 93% bet. Okay. You get where I'm going. Yeah. So you're, you really should just be focusing on college football and, and the, the schedules in college football and those season wins and those power ratings. If you want to win, if you want to have fun and it's entertaining, you know, this is enormously entertaining to go through the schedule and everything. Now, I will say, I'm I'm going to be more likely to be really looking hard at the lines, the sides, and the totals on all the games to get you know really good bets. I don't have to wait till January to cash, and that's real really where my main focus will be. But still, that is utter garbage compared to the stuff that's out there in college football. And frankly, I think I'm going to spend a lot more time on college football this year versus the past in the NFL because although I need to come on and this is has to be a point of emphasis for this to be a really great podcast and the like. It is one of the most difficult poker games in the world, and college football is not. College football is much more beatable, and frankly, my numbers show that, you know, in my own betting. And Fez, maybe that's something you and I can uh, sit down and work together on, because uh, I've, I've made a couple of uh, college football season win total wagers myself, including that, a Colorado wager, uh, not a Colorado over wager. 
And uh, so that would we, be a Colorado under. That would be a Colorado under wager. So man, my clients will be getting theirs uh, sometime this month. So maybe you and I can sit down and go over some college football, pick off some of the weak players at the table. I think we should both make a commitment that as a few more books post and it becomes somewhat widely available that you and I give out some college football season wins sometime during May. Can we do that? It's done. Beautiful. I wanted to give some numbers on college basketball. And I know what you're thinking. College basketball, that's exactly what Fez and Scott said when I brought up the idea of talking college basketball on the pod. The transfer portal closes on Thursday, though. And there's some movement in the odds based on some of the movement in the portal. The the home run that got hit in the transfer portal is from... Kansas. Kansas got Hunter Dickinson, who was, I mean, this was a guy who was All-American in 2021. He's Michigan's only good player. He is Michigan's only good player. And Jed Howard's pretty good, but yes. Uh, Kansas has gone from 16-1 to to 13-1 to based on that news. I don't know if that's an overreaction. All I know is Hunter Dickinson lost a lot of games last year, and I don't know how much of it. He didn't play as well as he has in the past. He's got a podcast he focuses on now. I, uh, I, I, I tell you what, I know no, nothing about college basketball, but I watch some Michigan games. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch Michigan, the team stunk and he was great. Well, there you go. So I would fully endorse. I, I, I think he's like one of the 20 best players in the country. I, I think I mean, Easy. certainly that. Uh, Gonzaga. A bit of a mover. They've gone from twenty-five to one to twenty-two to one. They got the they got the younger Nimhard. They got Ryan Nimhard yeah. from Creighton, so they've got a new point guard, and they got Graham Ek, who was the preseason Mountain West Player of the Year last year. Didn't play a single game because of an injury uh, at Wyoming. Wyoming went from a team that was damn near a tournament team to one of the worst teams in the country. And now Graham E.K. is like, I'm just packing my ball and going home. So Graham E.K., Ryan Nimhart to Gonzaga. They adjust slightly. Creighton, though, who loses Ryan Nimhart, goes from 22-1 to to 30-1. to So a, a certain downgrade for them. Texas, who was 34-1 to at the end of the season, now 22-1. to They got Arch Manning. Uh, yes, but he's going to compete with Quinn Ewers. Actually, uh, and they Texas had the number one recruit in the country committed. He's decommitted, though he, he said that Texas is not out of the mix. But they got Max Asmus from Oral Roberts. Basically, the reason why Oral Roberts is a, a team that you've heard of yeah. is Max Asmus, uh, one of the best shooters, just a, a instant offense type of guy. Uh, and then they added Caden Shedrick, who is – he transfers from Virginia. He's a big man. I'm not sure why he fell out of favor in Virginia. It's not because of what he did on the court. Like his numbers are very good. Clearly had some sort of butting heads with, with Tony Bennett. Uh, who Tony Bennett is going to be, I think, Virginia is a team I want to look to fade going forward because Tony Bennett is all about building a team and teaching his process and you can't really do that in today's college basketball. Like it just it doesn't work anymore. You have to go out and find talent in the portal and make it fit into your system. You can't just keep teaching incoming freshmen your system. It, it's not going to work long term. Uh, and then the big move 
from 45 to 1 to now 30 to 1, despite uh, having one of their players in the portal, like leaving Trey White, USC Trojans. That is all Bronny James money. Wow. 45 to 1 to 30 to 1. I don't watch a lot of high school film. I don't know a lot about the, I, I have to trust like the rankings. But I've, t- I've talked to a couple guys who say if Bronny James was named Bronny Fezzik, he's probably a three star. Like he's, he's not a needle mover. So I would guess. And, and Rodman's son also. Transferring yeah. to uh, to USC to play with Bronny, so we'll see. I I think there's probably going to be an overreaction on brand name, a uh, lot of well, well, a lot of sizzle. We'll see if there's any stake. Will USC win a national championship in the next hundred years in basketball? Mm. Yes. Really, I'll go no. In a hundred years, I'll go no. I'll go yes. Yeah, I. I I could see it. I just don't think it's with this group. I, I mean, it's think about. It. I mean, they they get guys like Evan Mobley's one of the best young players in the NBA. When like they, it's it's not like they're void of talent. How many Final Fours have they made the last twenty five years? Ooh, last fifty years, probably zero. That would not bode well for a championship. No, but oh, again, coming. but that's old school thinking, Fez. The, the the college basketball landscape is changing. Fair enough. Getting getting the quick fix is the way to go now, and USC being a, a a brand name and having the NIL money that will attract some some of these guys gives them an advantage over hmm. even teams like Indiana, who have this old school thing put in place. If you said who's who's next to a Final Four, USC or Virginia, I'll take USC, even money. Last Final Four appearance, 1954. Yep, I'll Ooh. take them over Virginia, who won a so national title the in the last 50 years. five years. Well, it's, it's been, it's been <laughs> just inside yeah, just the last inside. 50 years. Yeah. So there you go. There's the, uh, the latest on the transfer portal movement. 